Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1 800 858 858. Red Rooster. New spicy wings. Feel the peppery tingle. Limited time, so get in fast. The Rooster's calling. It's Saturday lunchtime, which means it's crunch time on SEN. Wow, what a next 24 hours. We have got spring carnival racing. You've got the AFL grand final, the Wallabies play, but most importantly, we've got the match of the year with the Panthers taking on the Melbourne Storm to see who meets the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Glory, glory. Congratulations to the South Sydney fans. You're off to the big dance remarkably. When Latrell Mitchell went down, so too did the hopes of all those supporting South Sydney. But next minute, you are in a grand final. Crunch time, thanks to delicious, crunchy, New fried chicken by Red Rooster, available at selected restaurants. The Rooster's Calling and the all-new seven-seat Isuzu MUX. We welcome our listeners across the SEN network, including 1170 SEN Sydney, 1620am SEN the Gold Coast, 1629am SEN in Hobart, 1620 SEN A, Adelaide and Mount Gambier, as well as all the listeners on the SEN app. Download the SEN app and listen to Crunch Time. Anytime, anywhere. Big, big show coming up. Michelle Bishop for Channel 7 will give us the latest on what's happening out of the prelims and into this particular prelim being the Melbourne Storm taking on the Panthers. SEM will be calling the match, by the way, live from Suncorp Stadium. South Sydney prop Mark Nichols. He's off to a grand final. He's gone the long way. There's no doubt about that. And SEN Scott Sattler. It could be the ultimate grand final for the Sattler family if the Penrith Panthers push past the Melbourne Storm. Of course, John Sattler had such a decorated career with South Sydney. Scotty Sattler having won a premiership with the Penrith Panthers. How does it play out? Well, a regular guest here on Crunch Time is a man called Spud. Mark Carroll. G'day, Spuddy. Oh, good morning. Good afternoon. Um, great to be here. What a game last night. Grats, firstly, the South Sydney. Well-deserved. They actually played for the full 80 minutes. But I'm just um, absolutely wrapped to be here with my old captain, that being Jeff Tuvey. To me, it was, it was the toughest player I ever played with, and um, I can't wait for the next uh, three hours with twos. But I look at the game now. I think it all started when they got there late. You know, they had troubles with the uh, traffic. They had to go there by police es- escort. But it all started in the first six minutes um, with uh, Big Kepi, A, dropping the ball, trying to make up for it, coming out with the line. Should have been a right shoulder tackle. Hits him with the left, puts his head in the wrong way. Next thing, he's out for the game. Yeah, uh, mainly down to 16 players, six six minutes into the game, certainly uh, you know, put them off in the wrong kettle. The man you mentioned, uh, decorated, decorated career, both as a coach and as a player. And I'm pleased to say Jeff Toovey is here for crunch time. G'day, Toovs. Joel, good to be here. Great to have you, mate. And uh, it would have been difficult for you watching as a former Manly player and a former Manly coach, uh, watching Desi's mob go down last night. To me, they, were, they never allowed themselves in the game, did they? They did, and I thought the scoreline flattered them, actually. Right. Um, yeah, I thought I thought the tactics of Des turning up late backfired on them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I saw the I saw the vision on the um, on the uh, t- television. The old manly buses. Like, there was no traffic on the no, road. No. I said he's done this on purpose. <laughs> it's all part of his game plan. Someone, one of the psychologists or one of the, the mind managers in yeah. the background, has gone. Oh, what we'll do is we'll plan to turn late, and I'll put the cat amongst the pigeons. And I'll put us on on edge, and we will we'll be better for it. 
Well, it backfired, definitely. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, just on that, no, honestly, my mail was <laughs> in, was it 2014 when South won the grand final against Desi's Bulldogs? And the mail that I had was that uh, South Sydney had advice on the back of um, uh, Kathy Freeman, who had won the Olympics and all that pressure around the Olympics. And her advice was, boys, get out there as early as you can and make the pressure your friends. So look around, yeah. absorb it and say, don't treat it as an enemy. Just go, this is for us. Let's get around it. So they got out there as soon as the bell rang. Desi has, on the other hand, left him out there for about six or seven minutes, which is exactly what South Sydney wanted. And uh, so maybe Des... I mean, I know you'll be facetious there too, but he, yeah. can, he can play some tricks, can't he? But, I mean, did you see the vision? There was no traffic, so <laughs> no. I just didn't get it. No. So that's, that's why I come with that well, I know myself as a player, it was all about preparation before. And, you know, for a player to get there in you know, half hour, three quarters, and then make the time different for kickoff. Um, it was, <laughs> but they were the only side that went on the field too. Manly went on the field. South stayed inside mm. and warmed up. Yeah. That was a bell rattle at the start. Well, well, just on that too. So South Sydney stayed inside. And I liked that they did that because on grand final day, what have you got to do? With pre-match entertainment, Mate, you've got Joel, to warm up inside. It's so. one of my pet hates. When I go to the footy, I used to love running through the tunnel at the end. we warm up out the back. Yeah. Never went out on the field. Now, these days, they're out on the field. They go out there. They see the crowd. might only be 5,000, 6,000. They come out and play like that. Whereas I know grand final day, Mate, you're not on the field. You've got to warm up. So why can't they do it every game? Well, it'll be fascinating, Spud, to see how the coaches play it tonight, or this afternoon. Do they do they warm up on the field or do they stay in the sheds and get greeted by that big crowd for the first time? Uh, Jeff Toovey here, of course. Now, I need to address what I think is an elephant in the room. Well, it certainly is in the Kane family. And maybe you, you can enlighten me here too. And first question I'll ask is, was it your call not to coach? Did you decide that you no longer want to coach? Because I, I, otherwise I need an explanation. Oh, no, def- definitely not. Um, I-, I went overseas, I coached over at Bradford for a year, which was a great experience. I, I always wanted to um, to play yeah. in England. It's one of those things as a, as, a, as a young man, you wanted to go over and do that. And because um, the league went the league went full-time and then they changed their season to the same as um, the Australian season, I couldn't do that, so I was, I was a bit gutted. So to have an opportunity to go over and coach and, and enjoy that um English football culture, I just jumped at it. It was a great opportunity, and I really enjoyed it. They were only in second division because they'd been dropped down, um, but what a great experience it was. Um, when I came back, um, I applied for several jobs, or before I came back, so I applied for several jobs, um, but um, most of them I didn't even get an interview. I don't know. Maybe they think I'm just manly-centric and I don't get that opportunity, or maybe they just, I just don't get past the uh, the first hurdle. Okay, there's two things I want to address here. One's the interview process, which I'll get to. But the second thing is this. So for me, the very first thing I look at, and I remember Trent Robinson saying, to win a comp, you need to be in the top two defensive sides. And that is the number one. You can't win a competition without being in the top two or three defensive sides. And guess what? It's going to be the case Again, this year, I think you'll find, yeah, it's going to be the case. So South Sydney are a top three defensive side. So too are Melbourne or, or the Penrith Panthers. Now, what I've done is I've got your career over four years. That's a lot of games, which you won at 60%, which that itself is a major number. But when I drill it down, you averaged about 408 points a game, right? And then that includes your last season, which was a tricky year. But that's 408 points a season I'm talking about, yep. a season. Well, I'll tell you where that puts you on the uh, ladder this year. Melbourne Storm, over the 24 games, was 316. Mm-hmm. Penrith Panthers, 286, the best. Jeff Turvey, over four years, would run third in the wow. defensive column. Yep. Over four years. The other 14 coaches can't get under that number in a season. Jeff Turvey did it 
over four years and would sit third on today's defensive column. So the elephant that sits in the Kane household, I asked myself, okay, first and foremost, why is he not coaching? Why is he not in the top 16 coaches in the comp? Okay, if you've got an excuse for that, let's move on to plan B. Why is he not in the top 16 assistant coaches? That can be partly answered because there are some coaches out there that are very uh, insecure and hate the threat of an esteemed coach like Jeff Toovey sitting behind him. But other than that, Toovey, I'm sorry, I don't have any answers. Me either. I just, me on the side watching this, I, I've said it on numerous occasions, why isn't this guy coaching? Like, he was a fantastic captain, I've seen as a leader of, of, a, of a group of men, but, mate, you won a comp. You go, and I just can't believe there's no one out there who doesn't want someone like Jeff Toovey. How many people have won a comp as a player and been in a grand final and nearly won that in 2013, Toovey? Um, oh, don't go there, please. I know, I know, I know. It was a fair rooster's side, mind you. Of course regards, it was. I know Joel's going to ask you about it, Toovey, but regards when they interview you, right? Is there a question that you keep answering the same? Have you, are you hearing the same question? Are you always answering the same? Is that what's putting them off? I've got no idea what's going on. Well, I think, Spud, the, the, the first thing is to get the foot in the, the door to start with it as an interview, which is very difficult to do to start with, um, as Joel alluded to. Um, then the second one is having probably the uh, manager that's going to bat for you. I think managers have got a fair um, influence on the game, both um, player roster-wise and coach-wise as well. I think you'll find that... Um, you know, you get a coach coming to a club and then all of a sudden a few players go to that club. So that's a, that's an interesting perspective to look at as well. But that's that's another whole radio program, that one. Yeah, well, okay, let, let me just address one more thing and we'll move on to, to last night's game. In life, so many jobs, so, so they pick up the resume and they look at the resume and they go, okay, well, here's six applicants. Once the six applicants turn up for the interview, the resumes go out the door. They literally don't give a rats about the resumes. And it comes down to the person who interviews the yeah. best. And there are many, many coaches, and I'm not going to name them, but you're listening on the program, you'll know who just, they, they put people in a spin. They are wonderful, wonderful orators, and yes. they speak so well. And the board, they get absolutely bamboozled by them. And this is not just in rugby league. This is in life. Uh, this is in life when people are going for regular jobs. They get absolutely bamboozled by them. And more often than not, the person who's got the runs on the board like Tuves has, just repeating, hmm. Tuves over four years defensive column is better than 14 coaches in 2021 as an average. But but there would be others who have come and gone who interview better. Well, and that's what it comes yeah, down to. I'll tell you, the, the most disappointing thing is when you start, you go for the interview for, for a job, as we all have in life, and the, um, the interviewers go, start asking you questions that are irrelevant to your position and you know they've already picked the, they've already picked the applicant. Yeah. The job's been given away. Mm. And that's that's more than... But they've got to go through the... be seen to be going through the process. So look, we went through the process and this is the person we picked, even though they picked them before they even even had the interview. Yeah, I know I'm not going to mention any names. There's one out there. He's, he's got a Harvard University background. Say no more. Well, mate, there's a lot of them. Um, so there you go there. Uh, you can have your say, by the way. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the way to have your say here. You can also text anytime you like, 0457 736 736. So 60% win rate as a coach. And guess what? Just about 60% win rate as a player. So, I mean, what else do you want? You, you need, and I speak of my West Tigers, yeah. you need winners. You need competitive types who are winners, which I believe Madge is, by the way. Well, Joel... But, after seeing and working with you this year for the last six months, mate, he needs a manager. You can you can talk, mate. You yeah. are you can knock on doors. Give him a start. Seriously. But if he's take not... it upon yourself. He wants to coach, mate. I want to see him coach. Yeah. But but you're telling me, Spud, which you're not telling me, but he's not in the top thirty two 
either coaches being 16 or assistant coaches. I mean, what the freaking hell is going on? As you just said, mate, it's all got to do with the bloody with the managers. The managers take players there, mate. Okay, you can have him, but also I've got three other players you must sign. Anyway, we're embarrassing too, so we're going to move along from this. But what I've said, I've said, and I don't have a lot to do with twos, to be honest with you, but uh, what I've said, I've said many, many times times. uh, outside his presence. So uh, have your say, though. 0457 736 736. Michelle Bishop's joining us a little bit later for Channel 7. Mark Nichols, I look forward to him. And and these are the stories you love. You know, the bloke who just, uh, I wouldn't say snuck through the cracks, but could have easily missed, you know, these players who don't, they're not eye catchers. You get to know them and they just keep doing the job for you. And you go, yep. That's a player we need in our club. Yeah, he certainly is. But uh, as I've said, I think um, you know, what's happened, when, when Latrell went down, everyone's saying, oh, they can't win the comp. No, they can't win the comp. That was another advantage for Wayne Bennett. He sat back for the next two weeks. We didn't hear a beep or boo. He then threw a landmine out for the uh, against the Panthers. But what he's, uh, he's come out with this young kid, Taff. Taff. Yeah. Seriously, he's a sensation. I remember watching him in New South Wales Cup. And I, I said in commentary, this kid's too good for this league. Yep. But he needed his opportunity. But what he's got, mate, he's got... He's been a fantastic inclusion, but his um, his speed is incredible. He's over ten meters. He's one of the quickest. He's got a fantastic little passing game. But what what's happened now? Souths aren't scoring their left side. They keep saying left side. They're scoring on the right now. Yeah. They're scoring both sides. I tell you what, we, we might try and get some audio. And I'm, I'm putting uh, Brooksy and uh, Alex Seal under the pump here saying this. But when Latrell Mitchell went down in the post match conference, they asked Wayne basically along the lines where, where you shot, you know, and he came out and said, No, no, we're a better team this year than we have have been in my time here, along those lines. And they said, even without Luttrell, he said, yes, even without Luttrell. And you know what? He's right. They're, they're off to a grand final. And that win against Penrith was so important. And you think about this. Wayne Bennett, five different decades, is in a grand final. Five different decades as a coach, he's in a grand final. Benji Marshall, 16 years apart, is in a grand final. Blake Taff, yeah. eighth game, is in a grand final. It's just crazy, crazy stuff. And you were talking about off-air tubes and that grand final is first of the uh, the first decade being 1987, Wayne Bennett alongside Don Ferner. Uh, you were part of that. It was a special day for you, not being in the team. Uh, it was a little bit before your time, but you were there that day. Yeah, I was fortunate enough to make my debut in 87 um, from school and I played uh, several under-23 games and then some reserve grade matches through the year. Um and I was fortunate enough to play in the reserve grade grand final. I think we, we played Penrith and we, we lost. Um, but it was the last grand final at the um, SCG. SCG. It was. I played in that which game. Was, um, which was but incredible. You played in the I played same reserve grade, yeah. For at, Penrith. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. You got the cash that day? Yes, we did. Yeah, well, yeah. It was the last game at the SCG, yeah, it, was. it was. a fantastic experience for me. I was a, a young schoolboy sitting on the in, in the dressing sheds there in the members' stand. Just so much history just pouring oh, out yeah. of the walls. Um, and I forget about the game. It was just, I just couldn't believe I was there. It was, yeah. a, it was a fantastic experience. Um, I only played um, 15 minutes when we lost, as I said, but the whole atmosphere of the last SCG and then, and then Manly obviously winning the first grade against Canberra was just such a thrill. And speaking about Benji Marshall, in fact, I, I probably need to crunch the numbers on Cliffy Lyons, the, the separation of him in grand final. So he was in 87. Oh, he probably didn't get the 2000s, did he? No. No, but still a, a big gap um, for Cliffy Lyons and, and who would be a big part of your career as well, Tooves. Anyway, we better get back to last night's game and mop that all up. Rabbitohs defeated the Seagulls. It was pretty much done and dusted early. They were just left in the barriers, were the Seagulls. Let's have a listen to how the game played out. Only five metres away. Reynolds a dummy half. 
Walker. The cherry Evans up in his face very quickly. Gagai got away from Harper. A ball rebounding. Still there. Cleaned up by Walker. It might well be a Rabideau's try. Three metres out here, South Sydney. Damien Cook, they have occupied most of the half here. Yeah. Here's Cody Walker. Here's Taft. Long pass to Alex Johnson. He's a try-scoring aficionado at South Sydney. Ten points to nil. Kick to come. He's a testing kick. It's a tap back. Now Cook with it. He accelerates away from Harper. Oh, Cook with a kick for Cody Walker. An unbelievable play by the number nine. Season he's had under the uprights, five meters out from Cook. They come across here from Reynolds. Good pass. Graham goes to Paulo. They have got them again. The Rabbitohs dominating the first 40 minutes. What an opening half this has been. For him, heavy traffic. Schuster, they're in. Manly get the first one after half time. Here we go. He'll play the ball, it's a slow play, the ball that may have fixed it up. No, they go the right-hand side. Reynolds there at the back. Here's Benji, Benji gets it away to Campbell Graham. And Campbell Graham scores. Try assist Benji. South Sydney 26, kick the come, Manly 6. Yeah, there they go, South Sydney. Uh, well done to Wayne Bennett and crew. Uh, and there you heard Benji Marshall featuring in another try. This was probably the bizarre try, though. I think it was the play of the game. Uh, this pretty much saw them on their way to the grand final. Have a listen. Reynolds puts it up. Coming through, they're looking for Gary. Oh. Leaping high was Jackson Paulo. Oh, the catch is taken by Paulo, who runs backwards over the line. Garrick is there, so is Paulo. He'll moonwalk his way in. He runs backwards and backwards and backwards and sends South Sydney forwards to a grand final. Jackson Paulo, the youngster, he picked up a couple. He had a day out, did Jackson Paulo. Alex Johnson, the other side, so too did he. Uh, well done to the Rabbitohs. Adam Reynolds, here's his post-game. And, of course, uh, Blake Taff took the kicking duties, courtesy of Channel 9. Adam Reynolds caught up with the team at Channel 9 after the match. Sort of give the young bloke a bit of confidence. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I strained my groin during the week and tried to come out in the warm-up and see if I could kick, and it uh, didn't feel too good, so... I did a bit of work with Taffy during the week and he was hitting them well, so we had a lot of confidence in him taking the kicks. Obviously tonight's a good stepping stone, but we, we, we haven't done anything yet. Um, still one to go and, and that's the game we want to win. Obviously we'll enjoy this moment, but when it's all said and done, it'll be judged on next week. We knew they were going to throw a lot at our edge. Turbo likes to get down there and Moses always a, a strong ball carrier, so... Um, yeah, for the majority of the game, we were good. Obviously that last part of the game, we needed to tidy up, but... A lot of positives out of tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Braith and Asta on Adam Reynolds after the game. Of course, Braith, a South Sydney junior. Here's what he had to say on Fox League. Uh, you know, I, I do think what, what has helped him the last few weeks has been Blake Taff in the form mm. of him with the Atletrell and obviously Cody. But and this, this guy here, no one's given more than him than he has to South Sydney for a long time now. You know, he deserves... All the accolades he gets, all the success he gets. He's been a great clubman and he continues to be a great clubman. And even to play tonight, the way that he did under that injury, he's special. Yeah, absolutely is. Uh, what do you make of uh, Adam Reynolds, boys? Uh, what a fitting farewell for him to finish in a grand final at South. Oh, fantastic. A great clubman. Um, I, I still, I'm still perplexed 
to why they're letting him go. Yeah. I wonder if Wayne Bennett was going to be there next year, whether he'd let him go. Yeah. Hey, Spud, I was thinking about this, right? Um, Jason Demetrio, who's the assistant coach, who next year becomes the head coach, he would have had a major say as to whether to keep Reynolds or not, given that he's going to be the head coach next year. And if he said, no, I don't want Adam Reynolds, I wonder if that's quite frosty between Adam Reynolds and the assistant coach. It could be, but I just think he wants to follow Wayne wherever Wayne's going to go, and he's going to coach again. Yeah, he's going up the Brisbane Broncos. He's going to be you know, wherever Wayne goes, he'll he'll be there next. It's like he's like uh, Darius Boyd. Yeah. Remember Darius? Wherever Wayne went, Darius was there. But um, yeah, you know, just look at you know we spoke about this out there too. As regards completions, it doesn't matter what sport if you don't compete complete well. You have a look at the uh, Manly side, twenty four from thirty six, right? For a first grade side. Semi-final, 37 from 48. They had too much ball. They starved them. Yeah. I look at Jake Trevojevic, 56 tackles. He had no juice to do attack. It was absolutely buggered. They, they, see, for me, it's about shots on goal. When they got up their tubes, Manly, they, they threatened every single time. They were, they were unlucky with a couple of disallowed tries, but every time they got up there, which wasn't enough, shots on goals, they pretty much converted. Um but just stupidity. They didn't let themselves in the game. Mistakes in their own end. Kepi trying a silly offload yeah. near the halfway line. Olakowatu did something similar. They just had to get in the steering comp, didn't they? I think maybe their lack of experience at this level. Mm. Um, but saying that, you've got the two halves. I put a lot of pressure on, particularly on Cherry Evans. I mean, I shouldn't do it, but I do. He's the man that should have stood up. I just think... He just didn't do it again last night. He's, the young blokes were looking for someone, him or Kieran, to stand up and say, hey, boys, it's okay, follow me. And I, I keep wanting to see him do it, but I, he just falls short each time. Yeah. I, I felt the same a little bit too, to be honest with you. Paulo from Pukehurst writes, g'day, gents. Love the show. Do you think Manly's performance showed they lack an all-round team? Uh, in other words, they're so invested in turbo um, and and. To a lesser extent, Daly Cherry Evans says Paulo from Peakhurst. Um, well, I suppose it showed at the start of the year, Paulo. They're on their way to a wooden spoon after four games. And then if you put Turbo in the Canterbury side this year, Tooves, how far do they go, you reckon, honestly? Uh, uh, look, you just don't know. Look, it's probably the most vital position or most important position in the team, the fullback. Yeah. We, we all know that. Look at the teams that succeeded over the last, last few years, you know, particularly with Tedesco to the Roosters. Um and he, was a, he had a great year this year as well. Um, but, but I'll just, just back to, our, to, to the person who wrote, wrote in or called in. I think Manly's played well as a team when Tommy's been there. Mm. But again, when he's not there, the team seems to disintegrate. And I, I, again, I keep looking to the well, leaders in the team, the guys with experience. Yeah. I hope going back to the halves, I think they really missed someone at nine this year as well. Um, they've had a few blokes come in and out at nine, and they're missing that. But I... Still put some pressure on those senior guys to pull them through when Tom's not around. Well, too, the senior guys you're responding to, and that's uh, that's Cherry. Cherry's the highest player. He's on a, whatever the money's on, he's on a massive amount of money. But, uh, but the things I look at the players are on that sort of massive money. The Cameron Smiths, the, the, uh, the players, they play each week and they aim up, but he doesn't aim up every week. One week good, three weeks out. Hey, boys, I'm not sure whether it was uh, January or when, whenever it was. Uh, the wifey and I were up at the Hunter Valley. Next thing you know, I'm having a beer, and it's 10.30 in the morning, right? And you're probably saying, <laughs> why am I having a beer at 10.30 in the morning? Because I jump in the spa up at the uh, resort thing, and these pelicans start yelling out to me, right? Put your shirt back on, blah, 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 ripping into me. And I look up, yeah. 
And there's all these blokes sitting up there, a bit dusty from the night before. And it's the West Tigers 2005 side having a reunion up there at Hunter Valley. <laughs> so they're great guys, you know. And and I reckon most comps are filled with great guys. You almost need that chemistry to go all the way. And so I go up there and it's 10.30. They're having a hair of the dog. It's 10.30 yeah. in the morning. I have one with them. Morning. And I sat next to Benji. I said, Benji, what are you doing, mate? And they were talking about Canterbury and their other clubs. And he said, what do you reckon? I said, well, and I'm not suggesting at all. I know Roosters were also in the mix at the time. And I just said, Benji, look, you'd be getting advice from everywhere, but just go and try and win a comp. You know, if it's a matter of 30000 or 50000 it feels like a lot right now, but just try and get, go and try and win a comp. And, and I don't know whether that played any part in his thinking or what, but, but all of a sudden he's off to a bloody grand final. All I know is this. I spoke to someone who I won't embarrass um, the other day, and they said, do you know Benji? You know, And I said, no, I don't know Benji. I know to say good day. Yeah, yeah. you know? And he said he's one of the best characters, people yeah. in football, yep. in the football land. Now, I said, what do you mean by this? He said, well, he's just a guy that is genuine. He's a good guy. And that's what you need to be successful in yeah. this game. You need people that are quality, quality people, not people that are morons or they do the wrong thing. And he said, he's a quality guy. And that's why he fits in. Wherever he's gone, he's fit in and everyone likes him. And that's it. I think that's, that's his key. He's, apart from being obviously a yeah. great athlete and a great yeah. football player, but his key is that he's a good bloke and we need more of those people. Yeah. Here's what he had to say on Channel 9. Um, yeah, look, I, I knew coming here what I was getting into. Freddie, I knew what my role was going to be and Wayne was quite clear that it was going to be 14 from the start of the year and um, I could have played anywhere. Uh, you know, throughout this season, I played every position um, except wing. So... Um, but, you know, I've enjoyed that role. You know, I haven't had to play 80 minutes every week. Everyone thinks because you're 36, um, you mm-hmm. can't play 80 minutes. But this bloke, Cameron Smith, used to do it in the middle. So, I don't know if age is, age is a number. But, um, you know, I just go out there, enjoy myself, try and calm the team down, bring a bit of energy. And, uh, and the coach, like Longneck, someone's got to calm him down. He's a bit grumpy, and <laughs> that's my job. Well, if you keep the cameras on in the sheds, you probably see him uh, dancing to country music. Um, he's the most uncoordinated bloke I've ever seen. Still got the coat hanger in his shirt. But um, I'll tell you what I do love about Wayne is he still gives you goosebumps before the game uh, and gets you up to play. And um, his speech today was pretty special. Uh, we're, we're ready to go. Yeah, wow. Um, talking about Wayne Bennett, they would have met in the Kiwi team, I would have thought, wouldn't they, years ago? Wayne and probably yeah, Benji. Just a question on characters you're talking about, Tubes. And I spoke to Craig Bellamy and he said there was one year, I think it might have been 2014 or something, and they had a pretty average year as far as Melbourne were concerned. And I asked Craig about that and he said, well, mate, I went on a study trip, he said, over to America. And I didn't properly go through the due diligence for the players we'd signed in and around that time. And there were three players, he said, which he felt completely hijacked their season. You know, they, they didn't fit into the culture of what he was trying to press upon. In your career, too, was, I mean, you don't have, I don't want you to name any players, but was there sort of one or two characters where you thought, oh, geez, not having them would have helped? Uh, yes. I, yes, but the, the, the opposite to that is if you don't have a couple of those characters in your team, one, at least one, then you're not successful either. Yeah. They're, they're the, the different ones. Yeah. The... the, 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 the um, yeah. They're not normal the ones. The left to centre sort of you, types. You need them. Yeah. You need them. And I think Melbourne have got them in like a camera monster. But if you have too many of them, then they, they take control, then you, or you lose control, yeah. and then the team's a shamble. Yeah, well said. Regards, Benji, I think at the end of the year, you always have uh, who's the signing of the year. Mate, he's got to be one of them. He's yeah. got to be up there. But Wayne Bennett to put his hand out and say, mate, I'm going to be at South. No one wanted him at West Tigers. He was going to... He was going to retire, and he gave him an opportunity. He knew what his role was. As you see, he's come off number 14. Some of the games he actually started, he was a man of the match. Yeah. And, and you know what, Spud? It's not always about what you do on the field either. So 
Blake Taft spoken about the influence Benji's had. And when you say signing of the year, he probably is because all boats rise with the tide. So if Benji goes there and he's setting standards and these young blokes yeah, are lifting up and, exactly and, and you're right. paying him probably not much, it's a huge signing, isn't it? It's a, it's a massive signing for the culture he brings off the field to the young blokes, puts them in the right direction. And then when he gets on the field, he can still lead there. But it's what he does off the field exactly right. Yeah, and uh, who's to say that uh, he doesn't have a big, big uh, go into the grand final? Wayne Bennett on thinking about the grand final. He'd been keeping it very, very quiet, Wayne, but they're there now. Let's see what he had to say. I've been so disciplined about my attitude to all of this uh, as the season unfolded, um, not to, you know, dwell on, on grand finals because there's so many bridges you've got to cross before you get there. So I've just been ticking them all off and not, not thinking of the week ahead. So I came here tonight knowing that, you know, we'd lost um, three prelims in a row, uh, two, two under with me as coach, and we've, you know, fallen at the last moment. So the last thing I want to think about was what next week might hold for us. So probably in the last 10 minutes when Campbell Graham started to miss a couple of tackles, I probably started to think about the grand final. <laughs> and what it meant. But up until then, it was furthest thing from my mind. So that was a cheese, cheeky yeah. whack at Campbell Graham. He's having, having a bit of a jest there. He won't miss another tackle. No, he won't. Well, Campbell Graham was naturally thinking about next week. Probably yeah. doesn't want to get injured. This one here was not so cheeky. Have a listen at the whack on the Broncos. You know, I will say publicly, they undermined me in their conversations with South. So they, did, they didn't do a little job on me. They did the best job they possibly could. But to South's credit, they, they had some people there that had worked with me before and they were happy to, to bite the bullet. And, um, and give me the opportunity. And I, you know, I, I rustled, grow, and, you know, hopefully tonight, you know, the part of the repayment that the, what the team's done that means so much to him and the chairman as well, Nick Pappas, he's been wonderful, and all the board. So I've been tremendous support there. And it's just, it was refreshing, to be honest with you, the last three years have been as refreshing a year as I've had in coaching for a long time. The way that worked and the way we built the club and the way the club was when I went there was a really good shape. And Shane Richardson was there. and. Shane Edwards from the ex Broncos CEO is the guy that rang him up and said, Why don't you go and get Wayne and supported me there? There you go. Uh, Wayne uh, smacked the Broncos, which is fair enough. Uh, by the way, uh, Rabbitohs fans, get ready for this. Mark Nichols will be joining us at 1.30, so looking forward to that, which is basically half time here at Crunch Time. We'll get a half time speech from Mark Nichols to fire us up for the second half here at Crunch Time. And Bunny fans, you can grab your 2021 Rabbitohs grand final merchandise. From shop.rabbitos.com.au. Uh, plenty more still to come after the break. Channel 7 and SEN reporter Michelle Bishop with all the big news from last night's game. And look ahead to Storm versus the Panthers. Spud Carroll, Jeff Tuvey, I'm Joel Kane. This is Crunch Time thanks to Red Rooster and Isuzu Rabbitos team song to the break. Let's take it to the break and get really fired up for this. When speaking of the champions, one stands above the rest. For he's old and records proud when often put to test. A fine tradition's history that others cannot best. They wear the red and green. Glory, glory to It sure is. Crunch time thanks to Red Rooster's new crunchy fried chicken available at selected restaurants and the all-new seven-seat Isuzu MUX. Exhilarating, exceptional, extraordinary. Search all-new MUX. Time now for the crunch. 
Thanks to Red Rooster, new spicy wings feel the peppery tingle. Limited time, so get in fast for the Roosters calling. I'm pleased to say from Channel 7 and SEN reporter Michelle Bishop's on the line. G'day, Michelle. Good afternoon. How are we doing, guys? Uh, we're not going as well as those bunnies, Michelle. Uh, what about that, hey? they Remarkably, oh. they're going to meet a team, no matter what, who's put 50 on them this year, and they're going to do it and get there without their marquee player. It's just remarkable, isn't it? Last night had absolutely everything. For mine, Souths are no longer marching towards the grand final. That's the South Sydney of old. They are moonwalking to the big one. Jackson yes. Paulo beating Ruben Garrick, getting up high and then uh, really shuffling backwards. The best part of that, though, was Jackson clearly had the moves all sorted, but it was Bennett's face in the box. They, they had a close-up on him sort of going, what are you doing? Turn around, turn around. But he sort of all had it covered. But we, we were just so spoilt with some real special moments last night throughout that game. Souths were completely up in their faces early. Manly just couldn't get into that opening 40. And I mean, even starting from the very start, let's go back to the beginning. Um, the bus was delayed, caught in traffic apparently. So you have to wonder, did Bennett use some of his local contacts to kind of get that happening and interrupt their preparation? Oh. Uh, but Cody Walker, Cody Walker scoring a double. Um, well, I, I, he is the absolute everywhere man. What's your opinion on him this year? We, we've talked about the more making the most of those, um, you know, the small opportunities that present themselves, which are few and far between, especially in finals time. But he does that sort of thing in spades week in, week out. He's so consistent. Well, he could have easily been missed, Michelle. I don't think he debuted till he's about 25 or 26, and he's just grabbed it with both hands. And in this motivation, you know, if they play Penrith next week, you know, Adam Reynolds and Cody Walker, they were snubbed from origin. Mm. It was Luai and, and Cleary who got the gig. And, and there's so many stories to this where, you know, Wayne Bennett, uh, Michelle, he's now been in the grand final in five different decades. You know, th- th- that is just crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Look, we, we, we talk about the fairy tales and, and then fo- focusing on what what could possibly be because we're not sure whether Penrith's going to get there. But uh, South Sydney, the possibility of Benji Marshall, um, you know, finishing there. Now, that's a story in itself. No one wanted him. That was a Bennett bit of Bennett brilliance again, um, brilliance picking him up. Obviously, as you say, Adam Reynolds, the local kid's done good. It's just beautiful. Tane Gagai moving off to uh, to Newcastle. But as I say, all behind the scenes, it's all about um, the, the master coach, Wayne Bennett. You just cannot underestimate him through to his 10th grand final appearance. And he certainly didn't miss last night, did he? Uh, uh, to having a go on. Oh. We went feral on the on the Broncos. <laughs> He's been thieving for three years. Let it go. Cue, cue frozen. Let it go. And, and the irony Michelle, it happened at Suncorp Stadium too. Like It's almost like when uh, they put the game beyond doubt, everyone's thinking about the grand final and Wayne's just thinking about this royal whack he's about to give the Broncos, wasn't it? I'm sure that's what he was sitting in the box in the last sort of 10 minutes. We're all worried about, you know, pull off Adam Reynolds. You know, you surely got, you've got to put him on ice for next week. But yeah, he was actually sitting there thinking, right, it's time. It's it's time to pull the trigger. But look, realistically, nothing needs to be said. The points are on the board. The proof's in the pudding. He's done it. Um, you know, sacked by the Broncos back in 2018. South, of course, you know, showed a bit of faith, stuck him in that role, and he's clearly repaying the faith. Just something I do want to talk about briefly last night. Don't want to harp on it because this is all very positive. But that Sean Kepi incident uh, last night is exactly why we've seen the big crackdowns when it comes to the whole refereeing situation. Now, again, I just I go back to being a mom. I, you know, I've grown up in the game. And I'm, I'm not sort of, I'm a little bit old school, so nothing much phases me. But that incident last night yep. where, where Kepi was dazed and, and after that tackle with Mark Nichols in the opening few moments, 
it's wrong. I just, I don't understand. I don't understand with the technology we had. I've, I've contacted the NRL today and they said it was just a simple miss. He was following the ball. But surely, surely there's there's someone out there that, that could have acted quickly. And it's just, it isn't a good look for our game. Michelle, I've got to fully agree with you there. Um, Kepi come out line. It should have been a right shoulder, a left shoulder tackle. He put his head in the wrong way. We've all... As a rugby league player, I've been there, knock yourself out. But the referee was three metres away. He should have said, mm. stop the game. He got up, he fell over. And I said, I'm, I'm now a parent as well. But thinking back when I played, I just had to keep getting getting up as well. It's a, it's a badge of honour to get up. That's why he kept getting up. But the thing is, last week, what happened with the with the, uh, the, the, uh, the trainer coming on, he should have been on there within three seconds. He came on after the yeah. second set. He, they actually went left and right, and they had, they attacked him. Can I nearly scored a try, but can and I then ask he come on. Um, I'm now a parent now. Who, who are those two kids living in your house then? <laughs> oh, I'm a parent now. My name was, <laughs> no, but as a, as what Michelle's sort of entailing to is, yeah. you know, as a parent seeing your, your son on the ground getting, oh, off, yeah. getting off. That's what she was in, inferring to. But yeah. um, as a play, don't think of that. You no. just want to get up. But I've got to agree no, with that, Michelle. But, and, and I've. As I say, I've not, I can never have the, the privilege of saying, oh, I've played the game, but I've obviously been around it a very long time. Yeah. Um, and I get that, you know, maybe I'm, you know, sort of seeing these sort of tackles and bits and pieces that happen, I'm sort of, you know, quite familiar with, with how it all happens. But for the newcomers to the game, and I guess that's what Peter Volandis and uh, was trying to, you know, stop those those ones where you think, oh, you know, I don't want my son to play football, yeah. blah, 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 because of those brutal tackles. That was a glaring mistake last night that was missed. And it was missed on the big stage when the finals and we needed just to be a little bit better. But I don't want to harp on referees because that just drives me crazy. Let's talk about Adam Reynolds. And can I have, you know, five minutes of fame? Because I knew I broke it on Wednesday night on the latest (laughs) that there was issues with Adam Reynolds' groin. I just couldn't stand it up. I had a poker face from every one of my contacts, but I just had that feeling of I was sort of tipped off with something and couldn't believe it last night when, you know, he obviously wasn't kicking. Well, okay. Well, then uh, keep your gut feel, uh, Michelle. Uh, <laughs> is he in trouble at all for the grand final or no? No, 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 no. no. Obviously, the, the um, ob- obviously, you know, the rest obviously did them the world of good. But I was told that it happened fairly early in the week. Um, I, I think it was on the Tuesday, uh, a bit of a, a, as you say, a groin strain. Mm. But um, he'll be fine. I mean, he, he got through what he got through last night. But um. Uh, another inspiring performance from that kid, Blake Tapp. Oh. I cannot believe it. He is an absolute inspiration. Okay, Michelle, let's go to the other side. Um, a good mate of myself and Tubes, and we played with the, the great Desi Hasler. Uh, was there a question pointed to Desi? Do we know when he's got his hair booked in for a haircut and also to get his hair out of his ears? He needs an earwax. You know the other thing? I love Desi. We all love Desi. He's an absolute legend of the game. But he's always, like, touching and, 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 you know, flicking it and doing it. So I just sort of think, mate, get it cut, get it all sorted, <laughs> and you'll sit there and, and you'll, you'll look pretty on the TV and everything will be all sweet. But, no, I, I, I guess he'll have to go. It will have, there are no excuses now. He's got time to go for a haircut. Yeah. Okay, Michelle, you, you're on top of the situation with Adam Reynolds. Uh, what's the latest with these Panthers uh, primarily as far as their health? You know, is, is To'o going to be fine? How's kick-out coming Can along? Can I go through... Can I just, I just want to talk about, before we move on to the Panthers, we need to talk about this Blake Tusk here. Yes. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. And again, this is going to go back to Bennett and why he is the master coach. So we, I mean, I'm not big on the comparisons. I actually, it's my pet hate. We all hear Tommy Turbo, Teddy, who's the best. They're both like absolute freaks in their own right. So you can't be comparing and, and putting Latrell Mitchell to the side. He's an experienced campaigner. He is a South Sydney fullback. He's obviously out suspended and that's the way it is. But clearly Bennett's, 
um, identified something in this kid uh, in Blake, and, and it's paid off. I'll just give you a bit of background on him. He's from La Perouse. They moved to the Central Coast. He played with the Berkeley Vale Panthers with the entrance. Then he went through the Roosters, um, which would probably um, be hurting them right now. They let him go. But doing absolute wonders. He's played most of his career in the halves. Um, and to be able to switch to play fullback, so that's seven um, NRL games last night. Um, and then not only that, but to have the faith in him to be a kicker as well on, on the big stage. It's, it's blowing me away. This kid's just so confident. Then you, you cast your mind back to when they played the Panthers. In all week he copped, oh, you're going to cop Mason Cleary's balls, um, you know, high balls are going to you know, attack you all week. First ball, stuffs up, but most of us would all fall apart. But he you know, composes himself, gets himself together, and he's sweet for the rest of the time. And now it tells me and answers a lot of questions, um, even for the South Sydney fans, as to why South was prepared to let Adam Reynolds go. Michelle, Blake Taff. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Blake Taff, right. So imagine saying to Wayne Bennett as he leaves ANZ Stadium, he's won his fourth grand final, and that's 1998, the Broncos have beaten the Bulldogs. And someone taps Wayne on the shoulder and said, hey, Wayne, um, in 2021, you're going to win a grand final or be in a grand final with a kid who's not even born yet. And that is Blake Taff. Can you believe that? It's just remarkable, isn't it? It, it absolutely is, and, and that's why you just have to look at Bennett as the you know the whole of game. I mean, he's a, he's such a character. Um, you know the way he interacts with us journalists. Um, he has such a good relationship with all of his players. I, I guess it's that that common theme. So many so many coaches and, and a lot of younger coaches. Um, they, they find themselves obviously under pressure in desperate situations to, to make calls that they probably don't want to make um, in terms of playing you know, players too soon or whatever. Bennett just has it completely down pat. Um, as you say, we've had Taff in, the, Taff in the background kind of brewing, I guess, um, and, and he was prepared to cop all the flack over letting Adam Reynolds move on. But, you know, he comes up trumps every time and into his 10th grand final and getting to choose where he wants to go. Um, you know, I, I had have heard rumours that he may stay at South next year, but in some sort of kind of loose coaching director's sort of role, because obviously Jason Dimitro will take over. But, um, I mean, the world's his oyster, isn't it? He's oh, just an absolute freak of say, nature. Did you just say 10 grand finals? Oh, no, I didn't yep. say 10. Is it, yeah, 10 grand finals. So this one here to, to uh, Michelle. Uh, love you, Sugar, but let Michelle talk, talk as much as she wants to about the rabbits. I'm here all day, says Dunny. Uh, he loves the rabbits, <laughs> of course. But we need to talk about this blockbuster. Game of the year, potentially. Storm take on the Panthers. Uh, what are you hearing up there at the moment, Michelle? Well, I do know that Brian Toto is back. He's sweet. Um, he was touch and go last week, so it was really no surprise that he was going to be okay with his ankle. Did rock up at um, their, their pool session, their recovery session on Monday, and it, honestly, it was like a scene out of MASH. I'm not sure whether they just, you know, put extra Band-Aids and, and, and things on, like Kikau and that, because he did. It looked really yeah. frightening. I'm thinking, goodness me, where are we going to go with this? But Viliami Kikau is right to go as well. Moses Leota, obviously that calf strain, so... They'll, they'll lose a bit of size up front. He's been very busy, very involved, um, you know, a lot go forward. But Liam Martin starting, I mean, the guy's got the greatest work ethic in the game. He certainly won't let anyone down, chase all days. Ball skills are unbelievable. But, look, you know, the question here is, I think, uh, more on what with Ivan Cleary. He's got an opportunity to make a statement tonight. I know he's up against the storm, and I know, you know, everything's sort of against him. But it could be a real sliding doors moment for him. He's been copying so much criticism about not being a, a big-game coach. 
Um, let's not forget the situation with his own son, with Nathan Cleary, with that dodgy shoulder. Well, you know, is every game that, you know, that they get through, is it going to hold up? Is it going to hold up? Has been, you know, the question all the way through the back end. Then you think that week that they had the opportunity to rest players, is maybe that could come back to bite him. But there is a small window of um, opportunity here for a premiership to be won. He's 14 seasons now as head coach, five stints at four clubs. Um, I hope I'm not going too fast for you here, but two teams um, into a grand final, obviously the Warriors in 2011, Panthers in 2020, but he hasn't been able to convert. And I mean, let's look at the players that that he loses. Uh, Matty Burton, again, that was a good choice, um, a smart choice for him to not let him obviously go because, you know, he's been wonderful for for Penrith. And look, in hindsight, a positive move, I think, for him too, because uh, Burton's going to take all that experience with him moving on to the Dogs. There'll be no Brent Naden, uh, possibly no Kikau. There's a big chance he's going to move on. And obviously, Pangai Jr. was there for the for the the small uh, time. And, you know, he won't be there next year. But um, as you say, up against the storm, um, well... I like your heart wants the fairy tale. I'd love to see a South Sydney um, Penrith uh, rematch because you know they've had some, I guess you know, feisty encounters in the last couple of years. But the Storm, they just look too good. Michelle, uh, a lot of people fall into recency bias, and and I will say this: I, I personally think Penrith can win this. I think their side it was four tries apiece in last year's grand final. I think they're a better side, Penrith despite things not completely going their way at the moment. I think they're a better side than last year, and I don't believe the Melbourne Storm are. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's a major, major upset tonight. Well, I don't think it's an upset, but many, many people will think that. We'll see how it plays out, Michelle, but we really appreciate your time once again. No worries. Have a good afternoon. And look, I, I do want to say go the pennies. <laughs> go the pennies. Go the pennies. I grew up on York Road, Michelle, so out there at uh, near the stadium, I'll be cheering on the Panthers. Uh, we appreciate your time. Enjoy uh, your afternoon. And then go and have a quiet drink and watch the AFL Grand Final somewhere. I'll be doing that on the Seven Network. <laughs> See you later. Beautiful. Uh, there is Michelle, of course, for Channel 7 and SEN. Uh, that was the crunch. Thanks to Red Rooster. New spicy wings. Feel the peppery tingle. Limited time, so get in fast. The Roosters calling after 3 o'clock tomorrow on SEN. It's NRL Countdown. Jason Matthews on uh, Jared Wallace will be there with Ben Teo. And you can download the SEN app and never miss a moment across the SEN network. After the break, we're going to talk about our standouts. Looking ahead to the storm, taking on the Panthers, Jeff Turvey, Spud Carillon, Joel Kane. A break, all thanks to Isuzu MUX and, of course, Red Rooster. And back with plenty more. Saturday standouts brought to you by the all-new seven-seat Isuzu MUX. Exhilarating, exceptional, extraordinary search. All-new MUX, that is the way to do that. Uh, did I just hear you say the Storm aren't a better team this year, but Panthers are? Record-equaling win streak, point-scoring records, and the for and against tells a different story. Yes, I agree with all of that. I agree with all of that. But on paper, you can't tell me a team with Cameron Smith, uh, with Tino Fasulmala Awi, uh, with Vunavalu aren't on paper a better side than the one we got. I, I disagree with that one, Cole, but I do agree with everything else you say. And I do think that a Panthers side with the likes of Matt Burton in the side, 
Um, now the fact that those players have gone on to play State of Origins, etc., I think on paper, uh, Penrith at their best, uh, certainly better. We are getting uh, a little bit uh, caught up in recency bias, is my opinion. But Cole, um, you your tip, the Melbourne Storm, are much more favoured than what I'm tipping, being the Penrith Panthers. So we'll see how that plays out. I do appreciate that, though, uh, getting a whack before the game. There's nothing worse. I get this quite often, you know. <laughs> if I tip something on air or whatever it is, mm. And people wait till the game's over, a known result. Then yeah. they put the slipper in. If you're going to put the slipper in, I'm, I'm tipping the Panthers. Put the slipper in now. I don't want to hear after the game. It's like Bricktop in Snatch. Remember Bricktop in Snatch? He said, if I throw a dog a bone, I don't want to know what it tastes like. Okay, so just <laughs> let me know now. If, you're, if, you're tipping them straight out or I, with I, the start? I, I back them myself, so I'm 100% yeah. in on it. Okay. I don't need the feedback, okay? If they go wrong, yeah. I've not met a tipster in the history of the planet who's tipped every single thing right. Uh, but anyway, people sit back, they wait, you get beat, they've got nothing to lose, and they go, bang, oh, but you tipped them. This bloke said to me last night, he goes, <laughs> Sugar, you tipped Manly last night, own it. I don't have to own it, mate. I went on air and tipped yeah. Manly. Of course I tipped Manly. I yeah. owned it before the game. You're owning it after. Yep. Anyway, what's your Saturday standout, boys? Oh, Saturday standout is the uh, this game. I can't wait to see the forwards battle. And also the uh, input from the bench of um, Pangai Jr. What He's, about you? He has to be... Nearly close to the man of the match for Penrith to win. Tubes. Well, I'm a bit with Spud, but um, look at look at the um, look at the Melbourne bench: Harry Grant, oh, no. Solomana, and Hines. That's a great bench. Oh, it's a great it's bench. A great it is. Uh, that was the Saturday standouts brought to you by the all-new seven-seat Isuzu MUX, exhilarating, exceptional, extraordinary. Search all-new MUX and for listeners on SEN Gold Coast and SEN Track Brisbane. Thanks for joining us. Trackside coming up for you. If you want to keep on listening. Head over to the SEN app and we'll be right here where you left us. So breaking back with more. Certainly is crunch time thanks to Red Rooster's new crunchy fried chicken available at selected restaurants and the all-new seven-seat Isuzu MUX. Exhilarating, exceptional, extraordinary. Search all-new MUX. Welcome to our listeners, SEN SA 1629. Let us know where you're listening to crunch time. Download the SEN app and listen to crunch time anytime, anywhere. Um, you can catch up on the podcast as well if you so wish. Uh, fair enough, boys. Hope it's a great game and may the best team win, says Cole. Yeah, we're talking about uh, the Melbourne Storm taking on the Panthers. Just before we move on to that game in, in more detail, boys, let's uh, wrap up the season, which is uh, the Manly Seagulls. It started with Harry on the course, and, and, and I stand by this. <laughs> I honestly, believe, last year, the best player in the comp was Nathan Cleary. He didn't win the Dallium. That's a topic for another day. Mm. But he was the best player in the competition, and it happened after the TikTok incident mm. at the start of the year. It was a COVID situation. He broke the protocols. 
and he was under a lot of scrutiny and pressure at the time. Comes out to have the best season of his life. This year, at the start of the year, Harry on the Corso situation. <laughs> but honestly, boys, and that happened with him on the source, if that incident doesn't happen, right, mm. I don't believe that Tommy Turbo has a season he has mm. to this extreme. I reckon it was that incident yeah. which kept him sidelined for a while, got him off the source, yep. and Harry on the Corso has a big say in why Tommy Turbo will win the Dally M. What do you think about that? I think the big question is who signed Harry? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, f- he flogged him. Didn't he flog yeah, him? Yeah, he was quick. Yeah. He was quick, so, yeah. Um, look, I'm not sure whether, yeah. he, whether he would have been worse or better, but, um, I mean, it did show how vital he is in the side. That's oh, for sure. Absolutely. It also proves that he, he pulled his head in a bit, didn't he? Yeah. He just yeah. spoke about He pulled his head in and worried about his own game, and yep. every time he played footy, so, oh, it's, it's like them playing backyard footy. They've done this all before. I thought I thought at one stage um, the defence was just really poor. I really did. I thought the defense, how can so many players miss Tom? How can they just miss him? But then he did it week after week after week. And I said, hang on, maybe yeah. it, uh, maybe he's, he's pretty good at running the ball. Even last night, too, was how he gets around players. For oh. such a big man, like he's six foot five, he's 105 kilo. God, he can move. Just so, so long legs. He's just got fantastic strength. I thought strength. you were going to say he reminded... Reminded of yourself when well, you were a young man. Well, I was a young bloke, had a bit of spoon. You were 5'8", weren't you? Yeah, up until I was 18. That's where the kicking game came in. But um, <laughs> had a bit of pace back then, but then uh, everything just started growing. For those uh, joining us for the first time, I might just reintroduce our guests, uh, Mark Spud, Carol and Jeff Tuvian. I'll introduce them by the way of Scanlon Footy Cards. Oh, yes. By the yes. way, uh, best text, we might even get the boys to sign these and we'll send them out to you. There's a Des Hasler one here as well. Uh, this one here, um, Tuvi is one of the brightest young prospects in the Manly Stable of Champions. He was blooded successfully in the first grade in 1988 mm. and proved elusive. Every time he was fed the ball, only small in size, but already not afraid to deck the biggest players with copybook defence. What Mate. weight do they have yet? Do they have a weight? No, your, your one doesn't have weight uh, uh, no. on this one. There you go there. I'll tell you what. Uh, sure, do you want that? No, I've got one, I think. Yeah, right. yeah. So okay. I got graded <laughs> in 86 at Penrith. Uh, 87 I played against Tubes and also a bloke called Paul Shaw. And you look oh, at Tubes and Shaw and think, I'm just going to run over you. So I kept running at this old man. Yeah. Right? He picked me up that many times and dumped me so bloody hard. <laughs> and he got me in trouble when I got to Manly because I got to Manly in 94 and I wanted to try and come out the line and hit someone. Yeah. And he'd be in there with me. He'd be there before me. Wow. And then at halftime, Bozo's going, mate, you're going to do some defence. I said, get him out of my face. Tubes, was that a, were you born with that? Like, were you, from the youngest age, were you always loving your defence or did it come later in life? Oh, no, I, I think it was just a, a necessity. I once, I once said to, um, I sold this story the other day as well, um, I said to Mel Meneer, I was sitting there, Mel, I said, Mel, why did you always run at me for? He goes, <laughs> well, Jeff, I got the, like, he'd run and get the ball from a kick down yeah. field. He'd run 40 metres across field or 30 metres across field, pick the spot man, go to me. He goes, because, Jeff, I knew you weren't going to hurt me. <laughs> yeah. I said, oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he said, I knew you weren't going to hug. I said, oh, that'd be right. Keep running, big man. Laughing at last, you know, and you go into a talk here and there. Who was the toughest player? And I was, you know, my little man over here, Jeff Tooby. Yeah. With anyone who's got Chloe for ears as a halfback, say no more. What, what position do you like playing the most, Tooves? Oh, look, it, it didn't, didn't matter where, what position I liked the most. The game changed so much. I mean, I went from when it was um, semi-professional, obviously through the 80s and 90s, to professional through the late 90s and the 2000s. And I evolved, my position evolved from halfback. Um, I was never the most skillful or the, the fastest or obviously the biggest or the strongest, um, but I was always competitive. Mm. So my role changed from being a halfback that was just competitive with less skills than others 
Thanks, Joey Johns. And then, <laughs> then I moved into hooker, which was more suited to my style of game, which was running, yeah. tackling, cleaning Energy. up. Yeah, that sort of stuff. So the game changed so much that, that, that my position had to change. So I lengthened, lengthened my career and lengthened my rep career too by three or four years. Is there a player you see playing today? And I'll ask you the same thing, Spud. Mm. Is there a player you see today that you, you think has similar qualities to what you had uh, when you played? And Spud, same for you. Is there a player mm. who stands out? Well, I'd like to think it was um, someone like a Munster, but he had, he's got too much skill yeah. for me. <laughs> but um, I like What about Happy t- Coruscant or someone? Or I, a- I love Happy. I love Happy. I think he's the big difference that when he went to Penrith. He was the main reason they turned that um, their, their season around mm. or the last couple of seasons around. I think he's been a, probably the buy of the last couple of years for them. Um, he's a great player. They're not really... I, I always like to compare myself with someone who's more handsome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, like I said, I was lucky enough for the New South Cup. There was no one down there who was a Jeff Tooby. Right. Come out and knock on the door to play first grade, tough, whatever. Uh, player, you know, size-wise, you look at the size of Tooves. I think Victor Radley. I know he's yeah. not the world's biggest man. Are you, are you talking about Tooves? Yeah, Tooves. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just pound for pound he's the best ever. Yeah. Um, but I think compare these days to some other players out there, there's no one out what there. What about you, Spud? Who, who reminds you of you or closest to you in the style? Or who do you enjoy watching? You go, yeah, that's... I had similar attributes to that particular player. Is there anyone that comes to mind? Yeah, there is. Um, probably um, Toby Rudolph. Oh, yeah. Toby Rudolph. Um, back then in the days, just you know, running from the back fence, running as hard as you can. That's yeah. how I was being brought up. You know, my, 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 I've had many sort of people I used to copy my game off. One of those was Jeff Robinson from the Canterbury Bulldogs. You know, Rob out with the, you know, the hair ablaze. And I had massive hair when I was young. I'd run yeah. as hard as I could. And the, and the rules of the game, the harder you, the harder you run, you don't get hurt. But then when I got the manly, I had to cut my bloody hair off. <laughs> and get rid of your moustache. And my mo and everything else. And the shoulder terrible, pads and the hair. It was a terrible oh, grub you had was on the hair. It was a good mo. Oh, look at it. And it was the a hickey. great mo. <laughs> he comes, he goes, the first <laughs> thing, what did Bozo say to you? The first thing, get rid of the mo yeah. and get rid of the hair Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is... The, no, so, if, you ever, if you ever look at that photo, that photo you just shown, that, yeah. was the, that was the year of 1990, okay? Yeah. I then went on the kangaroo tour. I came back at 115 kilos. I put on that much weight. It was ridiculous. You, uh, yeah, you're quite lean in this one. I'll tell you, so as I said, best text messages uh, or calls for that matter. We'll get twos, and uh, I'm not quite sure what year this card is of twos. Maybe it's 89 or 90, perhaps. Uh, but this one of yours, Spud, is the 92 series, mm. and it says, um, well, it says more factual stuff. So it says career highlights: playing for Australia for the first time in parks yep. in 1990, going on the 1990 Kangaroo Tour, representing City first in 1990 and 1991 and being named South Player of the Year in 1990. So mm. there you go. Um, we'll get to the best car, the best uh, text or call. We'll get uh, Tooves and Spud to sign those, and we'll flick those out to you. Dear Sugar, I feel your vibes with the Panthers. This final series seems quite synced to 2015. The Broncos with Wayne at the helm beat the Cowboys in week one, 16 points to 12. Broncos had the week off and won almost comfortably at Suncorp in the prelim. I can see Nathan Cleary kicking the winning field goal against South in a grand final. Absolute thriller. I love Johnny Bravo and Tooves on the show. Sorry for the Herman. Will from Wynnum. Yeah, so a Herman is an S-E-S-E. If, they, if an essay is too long, they call it a Herman. So Will from Wynnum's on that one. Uh, well done to you, Will. Uh, yeah, may, maybe. Maybe. I, I don't know why. I, I, maybe I'm way off the mark, but I'm very, very confident the Panthers are going to find their way through to a grand final, but I could be completely wrong. I could be completely wrong. Mm. Have your say. 0457 736 736 is the way to do that. So in a nutshell, boys, how are we, how are we wrapping up the Manly Seagull season? They go out in a prelim final. Pass, Mark? Yeah, I sent Desi a text uh, this morning to say, look, 
should be congratulated for the year he had. They started to come out of the block slow, none from four from the first first part of the season, then to finish up in the top four. Uh, but at the end of the day, too much drop ball, too many basic errors, and uh, they'll learn from the experience. But, yeah, I'll give him a, I'll give him a pass. Uh, this one comes through. Uh, Tooves equals Jake Friend and Damien Cook. A uh, combination between those. The Spud equals Regan Campbell-Gillard and a combination of Jared Weir Hargreaves. Mm. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Yeah, that one comes cool. through there. So that's... Uh, the thing is with that, we tried to get Tubes on to have a chat. you think he'd want to get on and have a, have a bit of a chat to myself and Tubes. And I sent him a text. I said, mate, guess what? I'm also going to save you some money. Yeah. We're going to ring you. <laughs> uh, do you say sorry? Uh, no, he said he can't wait to see Tubes and go fishing. Oh. Because he's got his boat. He wants it back. Yeah. We, we go fishing from time to time. When, he, when he's got time, which is never. Yeah. Uh, for twos, I'd say the cheese boys, complete energizer yeah. buzzy. That one coming through there. Hey boys, I'm 42 and twos has to be the toughest back come hooker I've ever seen. Uh, well played, Mr. Tuvi, and I hated Manly. Says the tool man. Uh, plenty of those coming through here on the text line. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. You talk about like you know twos, but the thing is, um, you know they made uh, you know he's an immortal, you know Andrew Johns, and he was a fantastic player. But it was probably the last five years of his career that he actually. Got a hold of the game. We were all retired. But Tubes in 1995, when we won the World Cup, against all odds, he was halfback and, and, and Joey was hooker. So there you go. There you go. Uh, Tubes, what was your – I've asked Spud this question before, yeah. but what would you say your – if you could relive one rugby league moment, what would it be? Oh, that's a tough That's a tough question. Yeah. We're talking about um, park football as well. Whatever you like, mate. <laughs> Even coaching. Like, well, Before we answer that, yeah. what was it like when – and I haven't got the, the game in front of me, but when you win as a coach in the prelim and you're off to a grand final, what was that feeling like? Uh, that, that was fantastic. But, I mean, I'm more, I was more pleased for the players themselves. I mean, being a coach, um, you obviously got separation between um, when you played in yeah. the past. And you want to be on the field, but you, you can't. You've got to sit back and, and let them do their things on the field. And that's the frustrating thing as a coach so when, when they, there's a victory or a loss, you, you can't partake in that victory or loss the same way as the player does. You've got to sit back a bit. So I'd, I'd like to sit – I always like to sit back and let them either live the moment for themselves, whether it be good or bad. Yeah. You, know? you go up and put your arm around them when they lost yep. and you can go up and hand them a beer or a champagne bottle when they win. But you, to participate in the win itself um, is very difficult for me as a coach. Did you – were you far more nervous as a player than a coach for a grand final? No. No, as a coach, it's really frustrating. I told this story the other day too. I was once, might have been one of the semis, and we were, um, I got so distressed at one time, I could feel the, I could feel it, the system, the motion coming through my body that I was wow. going to faint. I was oh, going to wow. like the pins and needles coming through my head. I said, God, I've got to calm down. 2013. In 13, yeah. I've got to calm down, otherwise I'm, I'm going to actually faint in the wow. box. Um, no wonder the uh, the TV uh, cameras always were pinned on the box with me when I was in there. But um, look, I think look, it's very nerve wracking in the box as a coach. Mm. I'd much rather be a player. Yeah, but talking uh, about coaches last night, just see what one time they scanned the box with Desi. Oh mate, it was outstanding. It was great vision. He's like slamming these things on the ground. But I used to love tubes. The emotion, that's passion. Yeah, that's love for the game. That's love for his players. Well, actually, uh, incidentally, you actually beat South Sydney uh, on the way to the grand final oh. in the prelim. So that was a team with Adam Reynolds and and, and those well, sort of boys. That 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 game, they they actually came out. They were leading by. It was eight nil. I thought we were in trouble here, and then um, all of a sudden, um, yeah, halftime fourteen points to six. Yeah, they they ran a puff, 
And then I, I asked someone quite a time later, I said, well, how come you guys just ran apart from it? Apparently they were doing three wrestling sessions oh. a week into the, into the semifinals. But in saying that, I think they learned their lesson and the next year they won the comp. So What was, in that grand final of 2013, was, it, was there something you felt you got wrong or was there a big moment of the match where you thought, uh, oh, no, that was a big turning point? Or I, I just thought um, we had, we'd had a lot of success in the previous years before, beforehand. <laughs> so I just believe that, we probably had a, 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 a not a graded bench that we should have had. Yeah. Um, we were a bit uh, strapped on the bench. And then they brought Sonny Bill Williams up and those sort of things. Even though there was a three-metre forward pass from him to score one of the tries. But I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not dirty. No, I'm not dirty. No. No, I can't hear that. <laughs> so, too, who was your favourite ever player to coach in that period at Manly? Um, hmm. It would have to be Glenn Stewart. Yeah. Um, he was never got the, the raps that his brother got. Yeah. Um, but he was a real footballer. He just he just competed. He wasn't athletically gifted in the sense like his brother was with speed, but he could play football. Yeah. He was tough. He could de- defend. He could attack, and he was a good good bloke to boot. So I just I think and he I coached him in the reserve grade when I was coaching reserve too. So he he went through the full system. Didn't go straight to the first grade so much like his brother, but again. He hung in there, and he he was a great player. He'd suit today's game too. Oh, he's he? a great player for me. Yeah, he's he a great, was a great player. player. Do you think uh, those those twos, um, Jake Dvorovich, identical to him? Yeah, Jake probably a, a bit more straight up and down than Glenn was, but yeah, like he's the heart and soul of the Manly Club for for mine. Um, and he, you can see him on the field when he's when he's um, directing the players and talking to the players. They stop and they listen to him. I mean, he's the one that's conducting those those group meetings, isn't he? He's there waving his finger, yep. and he's the one that's passionate. Yep. He's the one that's emotional. He's the one that says, hey, boys, follow me, follow me. Let's go this way. And he shows hurt when they lose. Oh, he, oh. he's devastated. But yep. th- and that's what you want. You want exactly. in your player. He's, he's a fantastic leader, um, and he's a great – Jake's bad game, his good game, his, his good game's self story, his good game's an eight, his bad game's a seven. Yeah. Uh, yes. Hey, Sugar, if your turbo and Cleary Dallium theory is true on recent form, the Broncos are going to be up there and Milf should win the Dallium. Melbourne by eight tonight, says Damo. Uh, there you go there. Thank you very much, Damo. 1300 01 736 736. Uh, by the way, uh, Alex Cecile, he's too good. Uh, after the game where Latrell Mitchell, it's clear that he's going to be ironed out for the season. Found it. They asked Wayne about that. Here's what he had to say. Do you think you can um, win this competition without your, your fullback? Um, we'll wait and see. We'll all have to wait and see for that. What, what on, a, sorry, you go. on a positive note for you, Wayne, I thought your middles tonight started the game really well. Particularly after... Yeah, he goes on to say, Wayne, mm. he said... This team is basically the best team he's had, even without yep. Latrell Mitchell. So um, he said, wait and see. Well, they can certainly get into the grand final. <laughs> the other thing he said, Sugar, he keeps talking about he's had a really great year. His last two years is probably the best two years he's had in coaching, if you hear him talk. And it's just the players want to play for each other. They're working for each other. And you can see, I know they've been in uh, lockdown and been together for so long, but I think they're out of all sides, they've probably gelled the best and they'll do anything for their side and... They're in the grand final, mate. Looking back now to watch two sides bash each other last night, tonight, and hopefully it keeps going extra time. Oh, I think I think Wayne's really pleased with what he's done with the group because, apart from Katie Walker and, and, and Reynolds, 
there's no real stars in the side, you know right. what I mean? There's no real, look at me, I'm I'm a rep player, I've made New South Wales, I've played for Australia. He's got this, this bunch of great players, got them to bond together, and they're they're in the grand final. Yeah. And that's why he's so pleased, I think, that he's, he's taking this mob to the grand final. Yeah, I think even the bench, you, know, you talk about, you know, player signings, and Joe Arrow's been a good pickup. Yep. Um, he's pulled his head in, got rid of all that silly hair and just pulled his head in. He's, he had a bit of a misdemeanor this year, but I think, um, you know, I was, I've always been worried they'd never replace the Sam Burgess, someone like a Sam, a dictator through the middle, whacking blokes. But I think uh, Tom this, this year has had his, by far, his best year. He's worried about his own game and he's had a great go forward. Alex Cecil's had his best year as well. He's, found, go, it, he's found this more he's from Wayne Bennett. He's a huge player for us, but, you know, we didn't have him last year in the playoffs. I think we're a better team than we were last year. Um, and we're pretty good at, you know, getting other players to play well for us and put them in key positions and... That's what we're going to have to find if that if that happens, as, you, as you've suggested. So, you know, we've won a lot of games this year, a lot of players missing. Latrell missed a month of football earlier in the season. He missed a, one after the origin. Um, our greatest strength this year has been our squad. And I'll just have to go back and rely on the squad to get this job done. There you go. There you go, playing as a team. And that's what I mentioned. I think he's really happy with himself as a coach, bringing those, without those superstars, Latrell particularly, together and playing the way they are. That's just sensational. Yeah, absolutely. And, and this is the thing. I, I think, boys, that whoever wins this comp, whether it's Ivan, Craig Bellamy or Wayne Bennett, if Wayne Bennett wins the comp without a marquee player, mm. you know, having to go against these two great teams, whether it's Penrith or whether it's... Well, he would have beaten Penrith and Melbourne if it goes that way or beaten Penrith twice. Uh, if he does that, it has to be his greatest achievement. Without a marquee player, if Ivan does it, he has to do it with his son being injured, beating yep. Bennett and Bellamy. And, of course, if Craig Bellamy does it, he goes back-to-back back after an immortal retires and Tino leaves and Suliasi Venavalu leaves. And, you know, it's it's massive for whichever coach achieves it, isn't it? No, it certainly is. But, you know, Joel, I'll ask you, regards Wayne Bennett, who do you think he'd prefer to play? He's, both these teams have put 50 on South. Remember them coming, oh, they can't win the conference, they can't win... It made him go to a different level. Yeah. He then started concentrating on defence. Defence is everything in life. Your attack comes. Yeah. They're all saying, if you get your defence right, your attack comes. They've got some amazing attack. Shores left. Now they're going scoring right side. They've got the full package at the moment. He'd be cheering on the Panthers tonight, wouldn't he? They beat him a couple of weeks ago too, do you reckon? If, if you're Wayne, are you, are you cheering? Well, what was your scenario? Did you know who you were playing when you won, or did you have to wait and see? No, I had to wait and see, but... Um, I don't. I don't think. I don't think he cares. It's an old story. He he wants them to go the um, a draw at full time. With an injury, play an extra five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, bash the bejesus out of each other. <laughs> um, have to play on a Tuesday night That's again a right. rematch. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then they'll, they'll play whoever's uh, whoever's yeah. left. Yeah. Um, I don't think he really cares. But um, and that's that'll be Wayne's. Um, philosophy, I think, going forward to the media at least. Mm. But I'm sure deep down. He'll have a team picked out that he'd rather play, yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah. I think it's Penrith. What do you think, Spud, to that question? Mm. Yeah, I think Penrith. Yeah. I think um, yeah, Melbourne Storm, there's, yeah, there's got too many players that can aim up. 17 players, unbelievable. Yeah, Mark Nichols coming up too, uh, very, very shortly to you, uh, Bunnies fans. Uh, what Tooves just said nailed it. The teams that rely on one or two players don't win. It has to be who has each player, and they have to contribute. The Storm are full of consistent contributors, yeah. says Cole. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, this one here is interesting. Um, 
is Liam Knight available for the Bunnies next week? He could be a big in. That must be hard to as a coach when you make a grand final. 25 players don't fit into 17. Yeah, it is, and it's a tough call, whoever you leave out. Um, just on another back thing, Liam Knight's a local manly yeah. boy, actually. Um, yeah, he's had a few troubles as a younger man, but he's a great athlete and um, a pretty good, pretty handy football player. Um, he's doing well at South, which is fantastic. But, um, yeah, that's a big decision for, for Wayne to make. But like we said, and I think one of the, the uh, listeners said, you've got to get that balance right. Yeah. Who's the best balance to complement the team as a whole? And, and that's a difficult thing. And then once you make that decision, the next thing is you've got to tell whoever you're going to leave out, sorry, oh. you're, you're missing out of an you know, opportunity of a lifetime to play in a grand final. Thanks very much. That, that, that is such a tough conversation, isn't it? Like you work your absolute butt off all year. Uh, I know, speaking to Johnny Lang uh, and Colin Ward, he, he said Wardy, because Wardy was a bit insecure whether he'd be in the team for grand final if they were to make it. And he said, mate, don't rush yourself back because if you do your calf, it's very hard to come back. And you give up opportunities to other young kids. And Wardy back. rushed back because he was desperate to keep his spot in the team and did his calf. And all of a sudden, he's not their grand final day and they win the comp. So. Uh, that story is uh, all too common, of course. Just going through the team as well. Just I hope he's not listening to this anyway. There's Wardy, you know, good fellow, Wardy. <laughs> He'd be a bit upset. Financial planner these days. He's doing fantastically well. I just think if you look at the South bench, um, you know, they've got two players who are coming off. You know, Tom Burgess, he had uh, 14 carries, 129 metres. Mm. Uh, we had Jairo do, do his work 13 for 111. Yeah, the, the week before, Tom was the only man of the match off the bench. He had 20-odd yeah. carries and 200 metres. So he's got that in his game. Jacob Host would be the only one who would be a discussion, isn't it? But yeah, I, I, he probably keeps the seventeen, doesn't he? Yep, I think he has to. Yeah, they were fantastic, and I'm not sure what the tactic is about having um having big um Burgess off the bench, but it's working for him. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah, absolutely. So he's starting with Totola, isn't he? Totola and Mark Nichols, who we're going to speak to Ooh. very, very shortly. Maybe he'll have some insights into it. Oh, Wayne, what? Uh, will they have a few beers today, Tervs, or not? I think they would, yeah. yeah. Wayne's not a party purpose, so, no. but only a couple. Yeah. Don't go well, crazy. he won't be having any. Wayne, Wayne Bennett's a non-drinker, yeah. and he celebrates a grand final win with a Mars bar, apparently. That's with it. a Mars bar. That's yeah. it. And his dancing it. technique. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what? Geez, it must be good fun, the grand final week. You can only imagine. Uh, actually, you know what? I will share something with you. I won a grand final the same, same day you won a grand final, and it was the same teams playing. I won the jersey flag against Manly. Frank Panisi was the coach. Yeah. The same uh, year that you beat St. George oh. in 1996, Tooves. Are you trying to say that you're much younger than me? So yes, that's that? what I'm trying to say. Yeah, we, <laughs> both, we both had a victory too, by the way, which was, which was fantastic, fantastic there. Uh, would have loved to have yours, though. Uh, who cares about the jersey flag? one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the way to say that. Sugar and Spud. What about the, uh, the partners at Tooves Accounting Firm? Uh, he'd get stuck into them. You never give them a thought. Fester says that, so he reckons he'd rip into them. Uh, very different, isn't it, an accounting firm to a rugby league environment? It is. Uh, Christopher and Jeffrey over there in um, in Pitt Street in Sydney. Yes, I'm um, giving them a rat. They said if I don't give them a rat, they'll sack me. So there you What's go. What's the name of the place? Christopher and Jeffrey. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Are you yeah. wearing suit, suits these days? Or yes, I am. Yes, I am. Tie? No, no jackets. No tie. We're a tieless firm. That's yeah. Right. That's um, good. It's, it's been good the uh, last uh, few months. Uh, no one in town, so yeah. empty. Are you starting to feel like, I, I feel like people are getting tired of COVID. And slowly yeah, but surely it's returning. You're getting a bit more traffic out there. Are you feeling that? Uh, I'm a bit dirty. They cut the buses back. Yeah. But, um, 
Yeah, there's a few more on the buses. There's, there's five or six now. Oh, there's far less buses, buses oh, coming. Yeah. Yeah. What about when you're on the bus and someone recognises you? Do they ever sit down and annoy the shit out of you? Well, it's COVID, you know, stay away. No, you can still talk to someone on the meter, right? You'd be uh, on the B line, wouldn't you? No, yes, correct. Yeah. Um, but no, it's just quiet, stay, stick to yourself. Well, why does Manly get the flashy bus? Like, Cronulla don't have the bloody <laughs> C line. Like, well, you've you got the B line. It's a Manly bloody B line. They've like, got, they got the, the two story job. Mate, yeah. it'd be scary not. No, I couldn't go on that. And there's 400 buses a minute. Come. Yeah. And they've knocked it back to 200 buses a minute and two of That's off what the they bit. call it God's country, mate. Ah, oh, please. 1300 01 1170 is the way to have your say. You can also text <laughs> anytime you like. 0457 736 736. Uh, Rabbitohs fans, uh, one of your great front rowers is coming up. He's had some season, that's for sure. Mark Nichols will be joining us uh, very, very shortly. And for you Rabbitohs fans, grab your 2021 Rabbitohs Grand Final merchandise from shop.rabbitohs.com.au. Mark Nichols coming up right after this. Uh, right, are you Bunnies fans? You're going to enjoy this crunch time thanks to a delicious, crunchy, new fried chicken by Red Rooster, available at selected restaurants. The Rooster's calling and the all-new seven-seat Isuzu MUX. Let's play Guess the Bunny. So we all know forwards, they do the tough carries, get line speed, east-west, kick pressure. I mean, halfbacks are smart. But if you look back at the past two decades of this club, the most inspirational leaders, Sam Burgess, OG Goat John Sutton, Big Bad Brian Fletcher. They're all forwards. It's about time this team had a forward as a skipper. <laughs> Well, yes, scored a double last week. He was referring to the Roosters game, which was all the talk. That was Latrell Mitchell. That was when everyone thought the season was ending for the South City Rabbitohs. But glory, glory, they're off to a grand final. And the voice you heard is Mark Nichols, and I'm pleased to say he's on the line. G'day, Mark. Hey, mate, how are you? Well, mate, I think your speech pretty much wraps up careers as well. So for you, it took five seasons to get to your 30th game. This cheeky little Blake Taff is in a grand final in his eighth game are back. I <laughs> know. Oh, I know. Oh, we, we're a few of us last night. Um, you know, Cody, Gaz, it's we sort of smoking in our first year. What did you say? Seven or eight games, he's going to play a grand final. Uh, the rest of us have waited 10 years. <laughs> yeah. And can you believe this, um, you know, like you were there 2017 in the greater squad, so... That was probably of great benefit to you now. I know you didn't play in the grand final there with the Melbourne Storm, Mark, but you certainly got to see it up close and personal. Has that given you an edge going into this grand final, do you think? Oh, yes and no. I mean, uh, as you said, I probably wasn't anywhere near the um, match day 21 at that stage. So um, I was sort of just going along for the ride, you know, um, with the boys as part of the sort of, I guess B side that had to train against the team, um, you know. But this year it's going to be completely different. You know, at Suncorp we're sort of living up in Queensland at the moment, so um, I guess there are bits and pieces that I'll probably take out of it. But it's going to be a whole new experience either way. Everyone who qualifies for a grand final, they'll tell me that there's a moment, a defining moment where they go, "Holy dooly, I'm off to a grand final!" Something that I've wanted to do since I was a young kid. What was that moment for you last night, Mark Nichols? Yeah, well, I, I think um, I think as we were walking around, um, you know, after we'd sort of shook hands and won the game and then sort of, I guess, when we realised that all the boys were out on the field and everyone was sort of the extended squad, we're pretty happy and 
we're sort of walking around and looking up in, into the crowd and realising that we're going to come back there next week and play a grand final. That's, I guess, when it sort of hit me. Um, and, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's exciting. Yeah, Mark, Spud Caroline, mate. Firstly, I just want to congratulate you on your year, mate. You've had a fantastic year. Your go forward has been immense. Uh, regards to go forward, do you actually individually set uh, how many hit-ups you like to do per game, or does Wayne sort of say, mate, you need 10 or 12, 15 carries? No, no, no. Um, Wayne doesn't sort of sort of set any any targets. I guess um, you know most forwards want to get over 100 meters. Um, you know, and and you know you sort of want to get at least 10 meters of carry. Yeah. I think if you if you get 10 meters of carry um, as a forward, I reckon you, you you're doing pretty well. But um, you know, I, I sort of sometimes the games just you know when you're front row and you're only playing. You know, 35 or 40 minutes. Sometimes for 20 of those minutes, you have to defend. Um, so it can be hard. But, um, you know, Wayne gives us a score every week on how we go. And, you know, if we get a, if we get an eight, then he, he's happy with how we've went and we've done our job. And that's all he sort of wants from us. And, um, you know, as long as you get an eight from a coach and, mm. and, and you've done your job, I guess um, sometimes the, the stats can be a bit misleading, but yeah, generally I, I think that's all, all forwards want to get over 100 metres. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, this is a, uh, a great chat coming up here. And speaking about number eight, mm. right? Mark Nichols wore number eight last night. Mark Carroll wore number eight. And our caller of the day, Mark from Redfern, actually wins a signed card by Mark Carroll wearing the number eight. So there you go. He's wearing the jersey mate, that you used to wear. Mate, go, 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 Mark. And the same name. Yeah. Jeez, what's going on here? Yeah, good. Mate, um, what about old cranky uh, Wayne? Does he let you have a few beers last night? Yeah, yeah. He, um, he opened up the Eskies after the game. Um, let us have a, have a few beers. Young Henry's wonderful sponsors of the club. Um, so, yeah, the boys enjoyed enjoyed the sheds. We probably stuck around longer than we normally would um, after a game and had a few beers. And then, um, you know, on the bus, had a, had a few beers back to the Goldie. But then sort of most of the boys disappeared um, into their rooms and, I guess we we had a recovery um, down at the beach this morning. All the boys pulled up pretty good, so uh, good signs for the for the week ahead. Yeah, it's um, there's a person I was lucky enough playing three grand finals, but the uh, the first one I remember the the week took so much out of me, mate. So just sort of enjoy every day, as they say, but sort of don't go thinking about it's the game too much too early. That's one thing I can press on because I remember. I played my game in my head on Tuesday night. I'd done 20 carries and 30 tackles. I was absolutely busted by the time I got to the game. But have you? who outlines the week? What's up? Is Ello organised all that? Or what, what's happening for the week? Have they planned it out for you? Yeah, I think we're a... Um, I think it's a little bit still up in the air. I think at this stage, um, I think we've got a bit of a fan day on the Friday um, up in Brisbane. And I think the plan is for us to go up there and stay in Brisbane Friday train captains on Sunday and stay there for the game on Sunday um, but other than that Wayne, Wayne's pretty good um, with that sort of stuff you know even last week when we had the few days off he sort of said to get away from footy and if you don't want it if you're not normally a bloke who watches a lot of footy then probably don't sit down and watch um, watch the footy and if you are then, then that's fine uh, he's pretty good uh, Wayne I think he's, he's obviously been there and done it a lot of times so um, I dare say the club will be on top of it and Wayne will get us um, going when we need to go out training and, I guess, get us relaxed when we, when we have to. Speaking with Mark Nichols, who's had a fantastic season. Hey, Mark, take us into the sheds. Enlighten us in the sheds at halftime. The game's 
going fantastically well for the Bunnies. What did Wayne say at halftime, do you recall? Oh, I think he just, you know, he was obviously happy with um, with, with where we were at 22 nil up. Um, you know, but he sort of just spoke about, you know, that the job wasn't done and, and the next 40 minutes was probably going to set up, um, you know, next week. And we're probably just a bit disappointed at the end of the game, you know, straight after the, Straight after the whistle, Cody pulled all the boys in and we, we sort of let those two soft tries in. And, um, you know, the last sort of 15 minutes, we didn't sort of complete and execute the way we wanted to. But, um, you know, we'll look at that in the video. And, um, you know, I think, I think there's probably lots of parts of the game that I think we probably could have done a bit better. So, you know, hopefully that's, that's a good sign for, for next week. How do you see tonight's game, or this afternoon's game, uh, being the Panthers taking on the Melbourne Storm? Do you just get together and watch it, or does Wayne just say, look, just do as you please, watch it in your room? Um, how does that all play out this afternoon? Yeah, I think the plan is uh, a bit the same as last week. It's The game will be on in the team room if you, if you want to go, if you want to go watch it down there um, as a group, but if, if you, you know, if you prefer to not watch it or just watch it by yourself, then um, it's not compulsory. So, you know, I'm sure I'm sure most of them will probably watch it because, um, you know, there'll be a lot of interest to see how that game plays out. Um, you know, the two pretty handy teams, so it'll probably be a good game of footy. Can you, uh, well, the thing you're cheering is probably not the right thing to do, but it's injury. That, that's just the natural thing, I suppose, is this particular game. But can you have a few cheeky ones, Mark, while you watch the game? Oh, I don't know if any of the boys will be having, having a few cheeky ones. I, I can't imagine. No. Um, I can't imagine they would be, but, um, you yeah, know, I, I guess one or two probably won't hurt either. Um, as, as Spud said, you probably, if you normally have one or two on a, a day after a game, you probably don't want to change too many things. Um, it's one of the, I guess one of the things we spoke about a few weeks ago that we probably maybe haven't done in the past few years is, at the end of the day, it's just another game of footy, so... Um, you probably not going to change too many things um, with your routine and stuff like that. If you had to wear a scarf tonight, the Panthers or the Melbourne Storm to cheer on a team to play next week, is it Penrith because you you beat them a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, I'm not too sure. No. I guess whoever we, you know, whoever we're going to have to play is going to be a pretty handy team. Um, yeah, I mean, it's all speculation at this stage, but there's probably pros and cons to. Um, you know, to play in both teams, obviously, but um, yeah, I guess we'll just we'll, we'll sit back and I guess watch and see who we have to play. Um, I guess at this to be the best, you've got to beat the best, and um, whoever wins today out of those two is obviously the better team. Uh, just before you go, graduate certificate and project management, uh, bachelor of sports science, and, and, and none of that's going to be thought about the next week, but. What does that mean, Mark? What when you finally retire and and, and maybe it's with a premiership ring? Uh, what does that steer you into? Yeah, well, I, I I did sports science out of um, straight out of school because I thought I, I didn't really know what I, what I was going to do and um, it had sport in front of it, so I um, <laughs> I did that. And back then, in the going into the twenties, they had to sort of know if you didn't study or work, you had to uh, you couldn't play and. I, I thought if I was on the tools all day and, and training, that was going to be a bit too hard for me. So I, I didn't I like the idea of going to uni and um, hanging out with my mates at the cafe and going to class for a couple of hours. But I guess as, um, as time, time wore on, I, I sort of always had a, you know, if I, was, if I didn't go to uni, I, I wanted to be a builder and, um, 
Yeah, so I sort of want to get into construction after um, after footy. So last year with COVID, when COVID hit, I had the opportunity to sort of go back to uni and do the project management. So uh, yeah, it was re- it was really good to do that the last twelve months and probably helped me footy getting having that opportunity to get away from footy a bit and, and do something different. Yeah, Mark, we uh, teammates. You've got a couple of big boppers on the bench. You've got Tom Birch. I think it's he's probably had his best year. He's, what's his 125 kilo skin fall of 8%. He could easily be a, yeah. a WWE uh, fighter. But I think uh, Joe Arrow has been a fantastic um, signing for you guys. What do, they, what do those two blokes bring off the bench? When you change the bat, it's sensational. Yeah, uh, Tommy's, um, yeah, Tommy's been great when he started to come off the bench. And as I said, he's. He's just so big, and um, you know, even though the game has gotten a little bit quicker, it, it's probably helped him too because he, he just he always finds his front, um, really gets his own role. And I think I think John's just added a, a bit bit of mongle that we probably um, probably missed with Semi um, having to retire, and um, you know he just he enjoys he enjoys the, the tough stuff, and he, and he you know he enjoys just getting in and and ripping in. He's he's probably not. You know, not the biggest bloke for for a middle, but um, you know, he just he just enjoys the tough stuff. Of, of, I think he's um, you know, typical Queensland. I don't know if there's there's much in the in the brain department, but he, uh, <laughs> he he's a good he's a good he's one of those blokes you always play with and, and uh, not necessarily playing against. Hey, Mark, uh, we will let you go because we appreciate your time on a Sunday, um, uh, or Saturday, actually, affording you the time uh, after a big, big win. Just before you go, though, can you just uh, share a few comments around your halfback who, who who now knows his last game is for the uh, the green and red of South Sydney will happen on Sunday, next Sunday. Can you just share a few words about Adam Reynolds for us and uh, how you know the bloke? Oh, I, yeah, I'm training his... Um... It's probably as cheeky as they come. He's, sometimes he can he can be a bit annoying, but um, you know it, he's probably typifies um, you know South Sydney. He grew up you know across the road from Redfern, and all he wanted to do was was play for South Sydney. And um, you know when you when you sort of don't grow up you know in the club, you come to the club and you see blokes like John Sutton and. And um, and Renault and, and how they talk about the club and and stuff like that. It, it um, I guess it makes you realise how important the club is to so many people. And um, you know it's it's going to be sad for for Renault, but um, you know at least he gets one more game. So I'm sure he'll be doing everything he can to to make it a good one. Yeah, you highlighted. Uh, I've texted many mates who are Bunny supporters. I know how much it means to them, and all these text messages going on with you blokes probably aren't so much aware of. It's a fantastic achievement. You're off to a grand final, Mark Nichols, and regardless of how that plays out, uh, making a grand final, which which I never did, um, that'll stay with you for the rest of your life. So congratulations. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me on. Uh, there Enjoy, is uh, Mark the Nichols. What a ride uh, they're in for, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, and he's had some season, played a very, very critical role in that. Mark Nichols, well done to the Bunnies fans. Um, you're off to a grand final, and uh, we thank Mark Nichols for joining us this afternoon. And for you Bunny supporters, 2021 Rabbitohs Grand Final merchandise. You can get that from shop.rabbitohs.com.au and from 3pm tomorrow on SEN. It's NRL Countdown. Jace Matthews, Woogie, and Jared Wallace with Ben Teo, a former Bunny, of course, who won the comp with the South Sydney Rabbitohs in 2014. You can download the SEN app and never miss a moment across the SEN network. Jeff Toovey, Spud Carroll, I'm Joel Kane. A break and back with plenty more.
Righto, boys, let's start gearing up for tonight's footy. Thanks to Dometic. Enjoy the great outdoors with the, all the comforts of home with Dometic. Always stay relaxed and hydrated wherever your adventure takes you with Dometic's rugged drinkware. Rightio, Spudley. Mm. Take us through the forwards, and I'll get, I'll get twos to take us through the backs. But the forwards here tonight, including the benchies, the Melbourne Storm taking <sighs> on the Panthers, where... Where does this game get won? Well, I'm salivating. I love the forwards exchange. But you just look at the front row of the uh, Melbourne Storm. You've got Bromwich and you've got Welsh. But the thing is, I think there's a bit of a, a downfall. The uh, Liam Martins now come on the bench, number 17. Um, and James Fisher-Harris. So someone's out missing in the in the front row. Look at the side. Mosley Oda's out. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, he, mate, he's a massive loss. He's yeah. just a go-forward man. He's a, he's a meter-eater. But the the rest of the side, I think Dale Fanuka and, and Isaiah, yeah, they, they just sort of... Check each other out. But the bench is the most important part. As two spoke about before, Harry Grant on the bench. He's one of the world's best hookers. He's on the bench. Um, Nelson, big Nelson. He's he's a machine. Then you've got uh, Hines. But it's going to be, as I said, through the middle. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing what Pengai Jr. can do. He's got, his, he's got to have his best game. He's going to the Bulldogs next year. He's got to have a man of the match performance if the Penrith Panthers are going to have to. He's going to have to take a couple of these... Uh, these um, forwards on, head on. I just want to see some anger in his face. Run hard and tackle hard. I wonder what they're going to do, uh, too. So they've got Brent Naden named at wing. Paul Momorowski in the centres. Um, Brian Toto, 21. Michelle Bishop from Channel 7 and SEN reported said earlier that she thinks that Brian Toto will play. Mm. So what does that mean for Tyrone May, jersey number 14? What does it mean for Momorowski? What does it mean for Brent Naden? Someone would have to miss out. Well, you don't have a winger on on, on, the, on the bench. No. Anyway, so he's going to be in the side. Yeah. Straight away. But, but he's currently not in the 17. So he'll come into the starting side, Brian Toto. He'll, he'll come straight in the So who makes side. way there? Naden or Momorowski? And then what happens to them? Are they out of the team completely? Or does that mean mate, Tyrone May misses from the team? I wonder how that all unfolds. Well, it's going to be very, very difficult um, for them. I mean, they've obviously spoken about it, and Ivan's got a clear plan, yeah. no doubt, and they've been training that way. They know right um, now what's happening, don't they? Of course they, they do. Of course yeah. they do. Um, so, look, there's no there's no dramas there. It's just going to be a surprise for us fans who runs out yeah. on the field. Um, so it's just another another part of the jigsaw, I suppose. Once once they get out there, we can we can assess it by then. But uh, again, Spud just went through the the, the team, the the bench. Worries me a little bit. It just depends who's going to be there for the for the. I'm talking about the Panthers. Yeah. Now they're reported that they're busted. There's a few like busted in there. Now you can't start with anyone busted on the bench because that's just a waste of time. So they'll have to start. So I'm just a bit concerned about their bench and who goes on for who. I think they may start. They'll start fast, but I just don't know how they'll finish. As you said, what what do you think the makeup's going to be? But like if you look at yeah, you know, you so he needs to be on there, right? So he, yeah. he might take uh, Naden's spot, but. I think Crichton's better in the centres myself. I really believe that. Well, that, that's the option, see. So, He'll go right, back but to then the anyone up against all of them, they'd be eyes would be like buttons. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Yeah, you've seen players. Just, yeah, you have a look at the uh, the. So, way, who would uh, your back five be, Spud? If Toto's there, are, are you pushing Crichton into the centres yeah, and, and Naden stays on the wing? No, I'd, I'd replace Naden. I'll put Toto in. I'll putting uh, can Memorovsky, Can he play on the wing? I'm not too sure. I mate. think maybe maybe Naden would have to play on the wing. Yeah, okay, no, well, he'd miss out. Well, that, okay, well, if that's going to happen, he's, gotta, he's, yeah. got, he's got to miss out. Or yeah. on the bench. Yeah. Because yeah, uh, he's got more strike in the centres. Um, but There's yeah, Tyron May miss out. So you, you put um, Mumroski to the bench and. As your back cover and then. Yeah, yeah. And here we go as 19th man. Potentially. 
Potentially. Uh, it's a big, yeah. big uh, question, and, and that's, that's the conundrum that he has. Mm. Hey, boys, I'm 42, and Tuves has to be the toughest back come hooker I've ever seen. Well played, Mr. Tuvey. And I hated Manly, says Toolman. Uh, Tuves is the toughest player, and I love watching him play in the 1997 Grand Final. Tough as. Thanks, Tuves, for having a beer with us at the Talabudgera Surf Club. You're a legend. <laughs> Hate Manly, too. Where's Talabudgera? <laughs> Remember? <laughs> yeah, it's not the case for the other. People Look, hate Manly, isn't well, they? Yeah. My big thing is when you go anywhere, country town, north coast town, mm. you've got to have a, have a beer at the local pub to say you've been there. But, um, you know, it's it's always much easier after you finish playing football to socialise with fans than it was when you were playing. I was a bit bit more angry, I think, when I was playing. When you were playing. Yeah. Uh, Brooksy says, just past Palm Beach is Talabudra. That's the way yeah. uh, that is. Hey, Crunch Time crew, I'm with you, Sugar. I'm baffled. How Tooves and the Walker brothers aren't getting a fair go in NRL coaching conversations. Tooves would be a great fit as a defensive coach for the Brisbane Broncos next year. Cheers, Will from Wynnum. Would you move up to, to Broncos or, or out of Sydney? For Look, men? I, I'd love to do. I, you know, I'm, I'm involved with the local rugby club, the, the Ringer Rats, at the moment. And I was last year, so the competition got shut down because of COVID. Mm. Um, and the thing I liked about it, I said, oh, how are you enjoying this rugby union, different game? I played a little bit of rugby when I was a junior, junior player. Um, it's just great being around young people yeah. that want to do something, that want to achieve, be the best they can be. And that just keeps you young as well. And it's such an energetic um, um, way to engage in the local community, being around young people, trying to trying to impress on them what your knowledge of the game, of any game, just in sport in general. And, and they lap it up. Any information they get, they lap it up. Yep. And, they, and as I said, they run out on the weekends and they do their best. And um, it's just good to be part of the local community. Have you say one three hundred oh one eleven seventy Jeff Tuvey and Mark Spud Carroll here for crunch time uh, afternoon, guys. Spud, I remember watching you play at North Sydney Oval around nineteen ninety seven. How did you rate Brenton Pomery? And what's your favourite aftershave, Danny from Manly? I played with Brenton Pomery. Mm. Jeez, he was tough. He was tough. Yeah. He went to uh, West, where did you play with him, Spud? Oh, I would have been against him. I think yeah. the hardest thing about North Sydney Oval is that bloody cricket pitch. Oh, so yeah. uh, don't you get a right and left oh, foot step. Yeah. If you haven't got a step, you actually get one. But uh, my favourite aftershave has to be um, Chanel Blue. Chanel Blue, there, there you go. go. Uh, talking about the, the North Sydney cricket pitch, I once saw a first grader stop, run around it, so he didn't get tackled on it with the ball. He stopped and ran around because he didn't want to get tackled. It was rock hard. Did you see me do that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Thanks, dude. You weren't going to mention him. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy to have your say. Scotty Sattler coming up after this. The Panthers, who he played for, could be playing South Sydney, who Johnny Sattler played for. Stay with us right here on Crunch Time. Crunch time, thanks to Red Rooster's new crunchy fried chicken available at selected restaurants and the all-new seven-seat Isuzu MUX. Exhilarating, exceptional, extraordinary. Search all-new MUX. Now, Scotty Sapman and I like to take the PIW5 out of each other a fair mm. bit, but I've got to say, this was absolutely brilliant. Yep. On sports day during the week, Johnny Sattler singing the South Sydney celebration song. Have a listen to this. And now that we're all round the bar and the cap declared it a corn. We're drinking our way through the night and we're having the time of our lives. Throw the empties away, start again. For the boys of South Sydney are together. We'll drink till the dawn breaks again. And may the sessions of Sydney last forever. Oh, we never stagger, we never fall. 
sober up on pure alcohol while our royal sons go marching up to the Buffalo. Very, very, very special. Very, very special indeed. Uh, and would mean so much to this man here, Scotty Sattler. I'm pleased to say he's on the line. G'day, Sats. G'day, boys. How are you? Yeah, was, uh, I don't think he's going to talk to me because I didn't tell him he was going on radio <laughs> you know, when he did that. <laughs> mate, geez, it was moving. It was very well done, mate. Very, very, very good. Yeah, it's, um, you know, we hear the, the South uh, players sing that after a victory now. Uh, not the, the whole version, but uh, not a lot of people get to hear it, actually. A lot of people, a lot of rugby league fans, not South Sydney fans, but a lot of rugby league fans have always thought the Glory Glory was the victory song with the players for a number of years, but as part of a childhood, Sugar and mm. Spud and Suze, I, uh, it, well, we lived in the pub that we owned as a kid, so we used to live up on top of the pubs. And so whenever I used to have to try and find Dad, I'd hear his voice. And he's got a pretty good voice, actually. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, I was going to say Bing Crosby. I could hear him in the pub somewhere, too, and I could, I could just have to follow his voice. And he'd always be singing that song up in the keg room or one of the, uh, one of the cold rooms. So, yeah, no, it, was, it was great to hear it. And it's also interesting. I only learnt when I, when I was speaking to him, after that song, that they only sang it after winning grand finals. They never sang it after every win, oh, wow. which, is, uh, which is interesting. Wow. Yeah. I'll tell you what, he's got um, bloody great tone. That's uh, music talk, Sats. Uh, he's uh, certainly got a great tone there. Um, <laughs> Spud's got none. He's got none. You've heard him play guitar. The, the, uh, he's pitched it. <laughs> oh, yeah, mate, that, that, that was in, that was in uh, it was nice, nice key, as they say. But, uh, <laughs> is, that like when, is that like when Spud sings Wild Thing? Too? Mate, I've got oh, many songs on Wild Thing. That's thing's the only one he knows this worst oh, Here we go. But uh, talking to you about your dad, did he watch the game last night? Who was with him? Yeah, he did. He did. I... Uh, I rang him this morning. Um, I ring him. I rang him to remind him the game's on because you know, his memory's not that great. He, mm. he knows every word of that song, but he doesn't know what happened yesterday. So, yeah. um, but mean. I rang him yesterday to remind him that the game was on, and and um, I rang him this morning, and he, he was so proud. He was so happy. He, uh, he said, oh, this, you know, "I didn't realise there's so many South Sydney fans that would be living in Queensland." And um, no, nah, he's he can't wait for next. So you know, he played with Wayne. He was. Wayne's captain in the 1971 New Zealand wow. tour, England, Australian tour to England, and mm. so you know he's he's always had a lot of time for for Wayne as a as a coach. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it was great. It's great. I mean, when South Sydney are there on Grand Final day, and I know that they potentially could play my team Penrith, where I get a winner out of the way because you know my yeah. DNA has always been South, and and my uh, my heart's always been with Penrith as well. So it's uh, it's always got great um, a great Grand Final day when South are involved. You're listening to Crunch Time on SEN. Scotty Sattler, our guest, Jeff Tuvey, I'm Joel Kane, and Simon Cowell is here as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Mate, Reed, Reed tonight, Sats, um, what's, what's your take on you know, what does Penrith have to do to rattle the Melbourne Storm and get them off kilda? I think they've got to, I think they've got to get to a quick start because with uh, Melbourne having a weekend off, uh, Spud and Susan. I don't know whether you guys. I, I don't know whether you guys had the weekend off when you won it in '96. I'm not quite sure, but it can work both ways. It, it, um, it obviously gives you a rest. It gives you time to let the niggles, uh, let the niggles settle. But uh, outside of that as well, you've got to get off to a really good start. You've got to get off to a really good start um, mm. if you've had the weekend off because you feel as though that you're in that relaxed atmosphere a little bit uh, by having the week off. So the first 10 minutes is really important. So Penrith have got to, I think they've got to, they've got to set the tone really early in the sense of the aggressiveness of the way they've got to play and the energy they've got to play. I think they've got to shut down Brandon Smith from from the first moment of the game. They've got to try and shut him down the best way they can. 
because if they don't in the first 10 to 15 minutes, the game could get away from them. Uh, because as Melbourne Storm obviously uh, have so many points in them and, um, and they know that they've got to blast them off the park in the first 10 to 15 minutes. 1996, boys. Um, Manly sneak home to Sydney City Roosters at the time. You get the week off. You play Cronulla fresh in the prelim after having the week off, 24 points to nil. You're on your way to a grand final. Oh, Sats, I'm like your old man. I can't remember what happened yesterday, so I didn't know that. I didn't know how to week off. <laughs> Regards, uh, I was looking at the game um, tonight. The bench is so important. The, the Melbourne Storms bench, any of those players can be would be in the starting uh, side anywhere in the in the game, but they're coming off the bench for Melbourne. Um, what do you, what's your take on uh, Pangai Junior? I've been saying, mate, he's, it's he's, it's time for him to stand up tonight. Yeah, he's, he's a little bit of an anomaly, isn't he? You don't know what you're going to get with Tavita. Um, the thing about Tavita, I think, I think he's proven that if you if you take his mind off the game and rattle his cage a little bit, he, he completely loses his focus. And, and he's going to get frustrated tonight because that's the way that Melbourne play. They're so physical. I remember when you used to play against Melbourne. I know statistics tell you that when you when you play Melbourne, whether you beat them or you lose them, the following week you lose because they take so much out of out of you physically and. They're going to get under his ribcage tonight. They're going to rattle his cage a little bit. And, and he's got to be able to stay composed and, and stay in the game because he could be that X factor for Penrith tonight. I mean, losing Moses Leota, it's, it's time for him, like you said, but it's time for him to take ownership of the game and not rely. Everyone's just got to not rely on, on Nathan. And that's what they do. They rely on Nathan too much. And someone's got to own the moments. You know, when you, the closer you get to a grand final... All those little battles emerge across the field and, and you can't expect Nathan to own all of them. So, Tavita Pengai Jr., he's got a chance to stand up and win a comp in a, a very short time, apparently, before he moves on to the Bulldogs. Yeah, that's right, Sats, because Ivan, when, when Ivan got him there, everyone's going, oh, what's he doing that for? But maybe he must have seen this coming. It's just, but as you've said, mate, he's had four or five games, now he knows all the lines, but I just want to, I'd love to get all that bloke and get into him because he's one of these guys, I'm thinking, mate, at the end of your career, you're going to look back and think, I could have got a lot harder. Yeah, I know, and you know, he's still got so much to learn in the game. You know, he's still only really young when it comes to playing week to week rugby league and getting used to being a, what you would call an enforcer. And you know, the reason why they got in there is, of course, they prepared for James Fisher Harris leaving for a for a month for the birth of his child. And I think that's actually been the biggest facet that's affected this Penrith side uh, because he was away for a month. And then he's had to come back and then he's had to get used to getting into game time again, getting used to trying to be that um, that forward that, that Nathan relies on in relaying that platform. And he hasn't. He hasn't found any of that form that we've seen the last two years since coming back. So it's really hurt Penrith. And tonight, he's both him and Tavita Pangai Jr. They've got a massive job. You've got a massive job as well, Sats. Tonight, you'll be calling the game at Suncorp Stadium. And in a year where we've had to do a lot of calling... Off the television, um, geez, you must be pumped to be going to a Suncorp Stadium for you know, which should be the game of the year. As I'm talking to you guys, I'm just walking past the Caxton Hotel, oh, and yeah. lunatics everywhere. <laughs> and, uh, actually, a lot of Melbourne Storm supporters, as you'd expect, it's a sort of the fourth Queensland team for, for Melbourne, the amount of time they spend up here. So, it's a hive of activity around the, around the precinct right now. I'll, I'll leave you with two things for the call sats, which, which I, I find these two things fascinating. Both these teams, they are such great front runners. Melbourne, seven teams from 18, they've scored the first try, gone on to win the match. Penrith, this is this first try is everything. The Penrith Panthers, 15 times have scored the first try, 15 times they've won the match. So it almost points to the first try, based on the numbers we've seen, will win the match. 
The other thing I want to tell you, and this is why I think Penrith can win the match, Nathan Cleary has played about 20 games this year, boys, and that's including State of Origin. And the teams he's played in, I know they've looked clunky in, the, in attack, but the teams he's played in this year, they've conceded on average less than eight points a game. That's, that's a crazy, crazy number in teams he's played for, which, you know, you may say, okay, well, it's not just him making tackles, but where he puts the opposition in kicking games and things like that. I, I know you're tipping the Melbourne Storm sats, but you must be wary. This, Mel, this Panthers side, I, I, I know everyone's writing them off. I think they're up this, up in this to their eyeballs. Do you know, I think, I think there's two ways to look at the Penrith Panthers. They've got no gas in the tank and they're just doing their best to get through the games. The other flip side of this is if they win this game tonight, which they've got every chance, so I think they're paying massive overs yeah. to be quite honest, tonight, Penrith. The headlines will be that they're battle-hardened. You know, they've gone yep. Bunnies, got beaten. They've gone Para and just won. They've gone Melbourne Storm. They've beat them by rolling up their sleeves and getting in the trenches. And, and they'll go through a grand final, which is battle-hardened environment So uh, and mentality. So, yeah, I, I can't wait for this. I... Yeah. You know, I was talking to Billy Slater during the week. Another bruising. That's a bruising there, right? <laughs> well, you, there, love you love a bruising. Um, yeah. But um, I was talking, and he's telling me about how GI till this day, GI is the the biggest big game player. He said like, he could just see, he could just see GI uh, change in his in his whole um, body image when he's preparing for a big game. He could just see he'd be standing tall, he had his chest poked out, and he had a real presence and an aura about him. He said, Cameron Munster second. Yeah when it comes to big games and you know some of those players we played some of those players we played with over the years they they play good in in normal games when it's a big game you just see them just grow to another stature and that's what you know Jerome Luai's got to learn at the moment but he's going up against a guy that just thrives on just thrives on these big games yeah, <laughs> yeah so I can't wait Mate, I'm old school, man. I, can't, I hope it's like old old days with the uh, first opening 10 minutes the old softening up period um, and the referee puts his whistle away, and we don't want to see the ref. I just, I, I, I'm just hoping, hoping it's a brutal exchange in the middle. Yeah, I, I do too. You know, they're, they're so physical. They're so physical, Melbourne. Um, but they do it. They do it in a real subtle sort of way. Um, they just they hunt in numbers. They really hunt in numbers. And um, you know, Penrith know that you know they've got to get up amongst them in the first five or six minutes. They've got to just break. They've got to break their will really, really early. And um, and trying, as, as Sugar just said, they've got to get those first points on the board and just break that monotony that's always there with Melbourne. Hey, Sats, I'll just one of my observations, and I'm interested to see what, what you think. You're a very keen judge on, on rugby league. I, I sort of feel like as the games have become more important, they're, they're almost a David Warner type. So the Penrith Panthers will go into this match having had the most pass receipts. So in other words, they've caught the ball individually more than any other team, which says a couple of things that they've dominated possession and they've passed a lot, right? If you said to David Warner, this wicket's worth so much, I just want you to block your way through things. He gets out. And I'm just worried that as the things have got more important for Penrith, they've tightened the screws up and they're asking Davey Warner to block when they had so much success with plenty of ball receipts, throwing the ball around, asking questions of the opposition. And Davey Warner at his best is when he's just got the shackles off and away he goes. do you see a little bit of that? I agree. I agree. I agree. I think Penrith are at their, at their best when they're the Harlem Globetrotters of the rugby league. When yeah. they throw from sideline to sideline. Yeah. You've got to do that against Melbourne, haven't yep. you? you? You can't get into an arm wrestle with, with Melbourne because they strangle you out of the game and um, purely by their tactics, also physically as well. They're so physical. But if you continually move those big guys in the middle of the field, across the field, back and 
back and forth. You continually move them back and forth. Um, yeah, you have the ability to later on in the half just open up the game. And, and if they get back that tonight, Penrith, and, and yeah, they all know each other so well, the passing game, they know where they are interestingly across the ground. So if they get back to that and, and have that free will spirit, I think it's the way you beat Melbourne. I don't think you beat Melbourne going toe-to-toe with them. No, nah, totally agree. Well, Sats, you got to get ready for this call, mate. It's a big, big call. Yourself, Potsy, and uh, Gary Belcher, SEN, live from Suncorp Stadium, have got us covered well and truly there. Looking forward to the call. And uh, may it be the Sattler Cup next week. May it be the Panthers taking on the Bunny Sats. <laughs> <laughs> I bloody hope so. Yeah, so do I. So do I. I've been cheering the Panthers on. And looking forward to the call, mate. You're doing a fine mate. job in, in what's going to be an unbelievable game, I think. See you, legends. So yeah, mate, there he is, Scotty Sattler, a big, big part of SEN, a major part, in fact, and uh, doing wonderful things, heading into Suncorp Stadium as we speak, preparing for the call, which is the Penrith Panthers take on the Melbourne Storm. Oh. Boys, I'm so pumped for this game. Mate, I'd be pumped just going to the Caxton. Yeah. Hey, imagine them there, absolute madhouse. Uh, Tuve's got to ring the, the door to remember to put the cold ones in the fridge. Yeah, I've got to ring that. It's going to be a good afternoon sitting there watching sport. Mm. Um, I'm just thinking... What about Spud with the cattle dog coming out? Oh, how good. No, this this game. We'll Someone call, call it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you in the bin. Who would you go for? As in throwing them? Yeah. yeah. If, 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 who would you have to target? Who would be the head of the Ooh, snake? Or I'd be taking Kick-Ow out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd knock that bloody hair off him off. <laughs> Tina Turner. I tell you, he's, not, he's not in this game, but I tell you a bloke who you never go for, you don't poke the bear. Cody Walker. The moment you roll him up, he just lays on tries after tries. He's, <laughs> right. he, he's one I bloke. I think he's going to stand up and start throwing no, he's, nah, he's you, you never, throw him. You nearly cuddle him and give him a kiss. That's, yeah, that's yeah. what you do with Cody Walker. You do not want to poke the bear. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about more after this, uh, the big game. Uh, getting close, in fact. In fact, boys, teams are going to be named. The official teams of this match, it snuck up. We're so used mm. to thinking about night that's games. Right. Teams are going to be named in only about 45 minutes. So uh, we'll have you covered right here on SEN. The boys will take the coverage from 3 p.m. up until full time in the game between the Melbourne Storm and the Penrith Panthers. This is Crunch Time. All thanks to Isuzu and Red Rooster. Plenty more still to come. And don't forget for you South Sydney fans, uh, the 2014 Rabbitohs Premiership winner, Ben Teo, is on tomorrow. And also Ryan James. They'll be on the show with NRL Countdown from 3 p.m. tomorrow on SEN. Uh, Woogie Matthews and Jared Wallace hosting that. You can download the SEN app and never, never miss a moment across the SEN network. Stay with us right here. We'll look straight towards this prelim final, which is the Panthers taking on the Melbourne Storm. Crunch time right here on SEN. Crunch time thanks to Red Rooster's new crunchy fried chicken available at selected restaurants and the all-new seven-seat Isuzu MUX. Exhilarating, exceptional, extraordinary search, all-new MUX. Uh, talking with Spud Carroll and also to... Jeff Tuvey, and uh, just thinking about these manly sides uh, who dominated through the middle of the 90s, uh, mm. probably left. How, how many premierships did you leave on the table, boys? Was, was it the 95 Two. one or Two was it the 92? No. Should have won all three? Should have won yeah. all three. Easily. Yeah, yeah. 95, we lost three games. One was a bloody grand final. But we had a you know, I think seven uh, tackle set. The Bulldogs, the Bulldogs came from six. Fifth. Yeah, well, fifth. Was, it, was it five back then? Oh, yeah, no, I think it was yeah. fifth, yeah. They're on a bit of a roll. Mm. They had, had a good young team and Terry oh. Lamb in there guiding them. I remember he beat them 30 0 at Belmore. So that that's, year. Yeah, we did that year. J- Jimmy Dimmick, uh, the Clive Churchill yeah, medal that day. Yeah. The difference was, I think, straight off, we didn't have much of a, a break and then we got it straight back in the train. Then the, the next thing was about, you know, just defence. I think we had the best defence going around. Holding, I think, you know, the average was eight and a half 
points per game. I think they're comparing us to uh, Penrith, and then they sort of blew out at the end of the year. But then 97 just proves the game goes for bloody 80 minutes, not 79.50. Talking about prelim finals, boys. Um, 1995, you qualify through Newcastle. Do you remember that game at all? You beat Newcastle uh, 12 points to four. I think the game was, uh, 12 points to four, so a gritty affair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think we had the wood on Newcastle for, for many years. I think they hadn't beaten us for three or four years going back. But, yep. Yeah. What was Bozo like as a coach, boys? What, how would he sort of a, a, approach a lead-up to a game or, or before a game? Was he fiery? Was he quiet? What, how would you explain Bozo? Oh, no, Bozo, was, he had his game plan and he, he stuck to it, but he, he was fairly consistent right, right through the year. Was it round one? Or the grand final, he was pretty yeah. consistent all the way through. He, um, you know, he, he'd done it all himself as a player, um, and he'd, he'd been there a few times as a coach. So he, he knew what to do, and I think he expected or demanded the same from his players. Mm. I think yeah, we're talking about the nineties back, ninety five, ninety six, ninety seven. I, I don't know if he had anyone doing his video, but we wouldn't sit there for hours upon watching videos. We maybe did fifteen, twenty minutes. It shows what we need to do, and then we go and implement that on the field. But the biggest thing I've found with training was it was just competitive training against each other and we'd be betting against each other. But when it got to game time, if anyone had to pick get, pick your mate, anyone picks on twos or, or Napper or someone takes someone out, mate, you take that. You just say, so mate, turn around, watch your number, you're gone. That's how, that's how we were brought up. I, I'm just looking at this number here. Yeah, this is unbelievable. I, I spoke about Nathan Cleary conceding less than eight points a game. Mm. I remember turning up to, to the off-season training and, and you blokes had won the comp in 1996. And all David Waite spoke about in, in the preseason ahead of 1997 was the number 191. 191, boys. 191. Yep. You blokes conceded that number, 191, in the whole season of 1996. Mm. That, that's, that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, different, different times, though, as well. I mean, the game's changed a bit now. But, um, yeah, yeah, but the gap, but, but the gap yeah, but, to the next team, yeah, though, yeah, like, yeah, honestly. Yeah. But... As I've spoken about before, we we could easily hold sides out three sets of six. You know, you see you try and get another repetitive set of six and then they lose the ball. We'd hold them out for three sets of six and then we get the ball, Joel. That's it, we'd score. Yeah. But I just think, you know, if we remember back to us, we used to, you know, just play games inside their, their own 22 and it be, might be nine versus nine. And then Bose would be screaming out, cement out, and then it'd be nine V eight, nine seven, nine six, nine five. And you had to work, keep working on the inside. Then we we're playing two ball touch. And you just had to work for your mate inside. I remember Beaver, because Beaver was so fast. Yeah. He'd come out the line and said, Beaver, stop blowing out the line, because I can't catch her. Yeah. But just keep working with me. I'll, I'll let you know verbally in the inside, I've got you. Mm. He's not going to miss tackle. But if I if someone stepped me inside, he would be there for me. Do you remember those drills, too, where you'd take a player out and... Not really. Spoke, I think. I was waiting uh, for Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it goes back to what Wayne Bennett said, you know, and we said before about being a team, and um, Spud mentioned it. Um, it's about getting the right combination. You know, you don't have to be all superstars. You don't have to be all the greatest tacklers or the greatest attackers, but you need that combination to be there. You need to be comfortable with each other. You need to be confident with each other, and you need to trust in the ability of the people around you. Mm. And that's what that's what we had through those three years particularly. Um, the problem with, I suppose, in today's game, you've got a salary cap as well. And that, whilst you've got your combinations there, if you're successful, the salary cap tends to pull you apart. Well, that's what's up with Penrith Exactly right. They've lost a few players, haven't they? Yeah. And, and so this is possibly their last chance 
to to, to make that a, a fruition to, to win yep. with, that, with that team because it is, as you mentioned, getting pulled apart next year. How does Des relax? You know, they're, they're bombed out for the season. Is he already thinking about next year or can he actually just put the tools down? What, what does he do, Des? You, you mentioned a bit of fishing and et cetera. But... Oh, yeah, no. Look, Des, Des will be thinking about the footy <laughs> when Christmas and Christmas Day. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's the typical job, I think, of a, of a coach that's been around for as many years as he has. Um, I mean, I don't see what Wayne... Wayne Bennett would do a Christmas day, maybe a bit of dancing like we showed yeah. in the sheds. Um, but um, it's, it's, it's a difficult job, and I think they're thinking about it all, all the time. It's just, just constantly in their head uh, because it's if you're not planning for the next week, you're planning the pre-season. Mm-hmm. If you're not planning yeah. pre-season, you're pl- planning who you're going to sign for next year. Yeah. There's always something going on in your head as a, as a, as a head coach. Yeah, he wouldn't change. Have you say on the text line, uh, hey, Joel Spud and Toobs, it was good to see South win last night. The great man, Wayne Bennett, Arguably the best coach of all time has the chance to leave the Bunnies with another premiership. What an achievement. A grand final appearance with four different teams. Dane Gagai and Jaden Sewell will play their last games for the club as well. But I'm looking forward to seeing Adam Reynolds and Benji Marshall go out with a fairy tale finish. I've grown up watching Benji and it would be such a great finish if they, along with Bennett, win the premiership. On today's game, I think the storm will be too good and it will be a Bellamy versus Bennett grand final again like 2006 from the Jagmen. Well, I'll tell you what, if, if Craig Bellamy wins this game, and it's probably important for, for Craig Belling to win this game and then beat Wayne Bennett next week, then he all of a sudden comes into the conversation of the greatest coach of all time. Mm. If Wayne Bennett beats Bellamy next week, if Bellamy is to go there and meet Wayne Bennett, it, it might just be a locked and loaded for Wayne Bennett as the greatest coach of all time, wouldn't it be? No, I've got him as the greatest, yeah. as in Wayne. Oh, that's what he does, just for his players, he's a, he's, a, he's a life coach for these players. The players just want to run through brick walls for him and yeah, what he's what he's going for his uh, fourth fourth different team, unbelievable. Yeah, five decades grand final Incredible. he's been to that. That's, that's just crazy. Hey mm. boys, how good was hearing Johnny Sattler singing the old South song? Way different to modern day team songs. How many team songs or any songs for that matter have you heard the word quorum? Uh, no, that's right, <laughs> Kevin from Camden. No, what we haven't. A quorum. Yeah, it's uh, geez, it was it was very a, eerie, eerie in many ways. Oh, quorum. I don't what know, is actually. a quorum? We'll look oh, it up. So you know, is, yeah. is that an accountant's so you, question? You've, you've got to have word? the right numbers in a meeting. So it's got a spe- okay. specific amount of people you need to, <laughs> no, to, to be official. A, a quorum is yeah. a minimum number of members yeah. of a deliberate assembly necessary to conduct the business of that group. That's why he was a great, he was a great captain. See yeah. that, Joel? Wow. That's why. Yeah. How would you go on an IQ test, too? So you're really good at those? I can't remember what it means. No. Nah. <laughs> but you know what a quorum is, and you almost said it to the word yeah. of what the bloody definition yeah. is. Yeah. Who, who, th- who would have thunk, eh? Well, you, you yeah. remembered for the daughter to put the beers in the fridge, so yeah, I can't when you got home. Send her a text, one. Yes, yeah, have your say, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Uh By the way, uh, the horse... Talking about, um, talking about daughters at home, Tubes. Yeah. yeah we, both my kids are at home. And um, Father's Day come about. And he only bought me some beautiful aftershave. Anyway, <laughs> Josh didn't get anything in the morning. I, did, I said, that's fine. But anyway, he comes out in the afternoon. And he's got me two packets of four Ruskies. Remember the old lemon Ruskies? The, yeah, the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You anyway, know, he put them in the day. I got these for you. I said, mate, thanks, son. I went to go and get one. He drank them all. <laughs> does your kid, does she ever fill the fridge up? Does no. she ever bring something in? Josh is at my favourite. He goes to the fridge. He goes, oh, there's no food here. I said, how about buying some? You know, I'll tell you what, t- speaking about kids and things, you know it has got to be outlawed, and my kids aren't doing it, not to my knowledge anyway, but 
there's this fashion at the moment when it comes to bikinis, right? Oh, where, where the young females are wearing these bikinis mm. with half their tush mm. exposed, right? Yeah. And I think Gladys or ScoMo or someone mm. has got to put an end to it. It just look, it's, it just doesn't look right. You can't have, you can't have people with half their backside. Well, it's your daughter anyway. Well, exactly. Yeah, but, even but they're in general, all someone's mate, daughter. Seriously, cover up. I mean, cover up. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all started in America, mate. They've been watching that show Botch too much. You know, the ones that go in with the butt oh, implants. Give me strength. Oh, my God. I want a bigger butt. Like, please. So my, my daughter buys, um, and apparently it's quite cheap. Oh, Dad, it's 25 bucks or whatever mm. it is for this bikini set. And I said, show me the, those bottoms. And she holds them up. I said, Dad, you're not wearing those. Mm. And she goes, no, no, Dad, I just buy it for the top. I just buy it for the top. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, i tell you what. We'll see about that. Um if if I do catch her wearing those, there'll be a pair of scissors which will uh, quickly follow I'm the next time we'll I'm, see them. I'm looking forward to when um, the first boyfriend when it comes over. Oh, I told you what you got to do. Yeah. you got to scare the shit out of him. <laughs> Have you had much to do with that, Tubes? No, no. My, my daughter's she's not into that sort of stuff. She's got a good girl. How, how old is she, Tubes? 24. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late. Of course she's not. It's too late. Of course you know, she's said, not. Dad, oh, you know, I, I should know who you'd like to come in the house, but yeah. I did try and scare the shit out of the first two anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, crunch time, all thanks to Red Rooster's new crunchy fried chicken, available at selected restaurants and the all-new seven-seat Isuzu MUX. Exhilarating, exceptional, extraordinary. Search all-new MUX. Uh, by the way, uh, plenty of racing on at the moment, and the Heritage Stakes went the way of home affairs in slashing style. It paid seven bucks. Uh, oh. Stupid me took three dollars fifty. Thanks for the tip. I took three dollars fifty and it's paid seven bucks. Oh. But anyway, it won well, and uh, now uh, some people suggesting it may be off to the Everest. So there you go. There, another Chris Waller horse could be on its way to the Everest. Uh, coming up a little bit later on at Caulfield it is the Underwood Stakes, uh, which is a big race. I think Probabil's a sneaky chance to uh, to take that out. Probabil. Um, we'll see how that plays out. Of course, in the meantime, uh, Elephant has been a bit of a spruit horse for the spring. Uh, it's running in the Sandown Stakes at the moment, which is a, a decent guide towards some of the spring races. Cherry Tortoni's in that race. Uh, Elephant, this big uh, greyish sort of horse as they round the bend at Sandown. We'll keep you posted how that plays out. Romancer uh, was well supported as well. It's going down the outside, but Elephant uh, is just starting to move up to him here. Uh, this is a big race at uh, Sandown Stakes. It's going to be a bit of a fight, by the way. They've got 200 metres to go. I'll tell you what, Romance is going to be in this. I think uh, Romance is going to ask questions of Elephant, but Elephant in the room, as I said, is Jeff Tuvey not coaching at the moment, and Elephant in the room has won easy. Elephant wins at Sandown. Very, very good horse. Uh, Damien Lane pilots at home to beat Romance into second. Uh, just repeating as well, the Golden Rose coming up. That is the feature event, which I found a bit uh, unusual, boys. That um, Clearly... You know, Peter Valandis, he's involved with the rugby league. He's also involved in racing. Mm. And the fact that the Golden Rose, which is the feature race for New South Wales racing, that's going to be run when the game starts. Panthers and, and, and the Melbourne Storm. I haven't so, seen him for a while either. I haven't seen his, his magnificent dress code for a yeah, while. Seen, it's been more abdo in recent times, yeah, he's been it? standing up. And, uh, we've got some funny people who uh, send text messages here to uh, Sassy and 11.7. You're talking about bikini bottom. Someone sent, put a mask on your bum. Yeah, well, I don't care. Put something on. Just, something just, on. just. I don't want to see your tush. Um, <laughs> just, just cover it up. Is what I'm saying. Uh, no matter how old you are, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, oh four five seven seven three six seven three six is the way to have your say. Um, so the Penrith Panthers 
looking towards the Melbourne Storm. It's been quite the week, hasn't it, for them? Um, and, and you know what? It was was nice of Trent Robinson, I thought, boys, in his press conference that allowed the season to continue. You know, he, he thanked the NRL for all their efforts, and he'd had some battles, running battles with the, with the NRL throughout the year, but he made it very clear that, look, he has had his battles with the NRL, but at the end of the day, they've done a marvellous job to keep the competition running in 2021. I can't believe we're actually going to get the grand final, the big dance next next week. We've, um, it's been incredible they've got through COVID. It really has been an incredible effort. Yeah, this uh, coming through, boys. Um, sorry, Toof. Yeah, I was going to say, he's done a fantastic job, Peter Volandis. Mm. We're just... We're just going to be careful going forward, though, that we just don't Complacent. keep changing the, the game. Mm. The rules and, and different interpretations. We're just, I think this year particularly, mm. it's just been out of control. What's one of the rules you get rid of? Six to go. I'm right. sick of hearing that bloody bell. Six to go. No one knows what it's for. I don't yeah. know what it's for. We never hear the referee going, okay, you handle the, the ball, handle the ball. It's like it comes up yeah, on the screen. We, 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 we've... Two decades, we tried to take the subjectivity out of the, out of the referee's mm. decisions. Now we've just gone straight back into it. Mm-hmm. No one understands wh- wh- why the decisions are they are the way they are. Yeah. I, I don't know. Six to go, and then you get sent to the sin bin. Yeah, at the end of it. When when was the last time you seen the referee show some wheels and go try, and it goes to the kick and they kick it? Mm. He always goes upstairs. Up, he, he does the thing. That's his job. Let the scoring goes. Okay, well we'll go and have a look. Yeah. It takes one player to say we need to check. Tooves is an old halfback. Can, can you enlighten me as to why they came up with the twenty forty? We see forty twenty kick because you get a bit of momentum, right? But how the hell are you going to kick a twenty forty? You know because someone was in a meeting and said, "I've got an idea. Let's yeah. do this one." <laughs> and oh yeah, that's a good idea. Let's do it. Has it happened? That's. But, they just, oh, that's, oh, I came up with that rule. That was my rule. 2040? What a stupid rule. Well, the, the only time you can do it, honestly, yeah, the no, only I'll time be, you can do it. Yeah. I love your philosophy. The only time you can do it off. is this, Tooves. Why don't we have a 50 10? Yeah. Why don't we do that at 50 10? That's, that's right. Better. That's better. That's better than mm. the 40 20. That's right. right. Ha- have the red lines and the, but that would be far better, wouldn't oh, it? I don't know. But it is better. It's crazy. But it is better. It's the same thing, but at least you're a chance of doing it. The only way you can kick a 2040, Tooves, is this. They kick off. I catch the ball, they're running up, the wingers are up, the fullback's just behind the line, and immediately off the kickoff, I go to the backfield. And and you could probably do it quite easily, actually. But that's the only way you can kick a 2040. That doesn't matter because I came up with that rule. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, kids, I came up with that one. Will that be there next year? I don't know. Who who knows? There could be another one. You can't have a rule stay that has never been used in two years, can you? I reckon it involves playing this era. I'd do that from a kickoff, being a front row. Oh, Spud, you'd do it. I know <laughs> yeah. you would. And a big kicking game. Yeah. Remember I did it at training once from, from general play. Went, boom, great kick. And Bozo come up and goes, you did it again. You no. never play again. Hang on, Spud. What about the time you went? To, I was getting there you it. There go. Japan. Uh, that was funny. I wasn't there. <laughs> I wasn't there, of course, to keep you under control because I was having something operated on. But mm. a pre-season game. They're yeah. over in Japan, Manly. Mm. And Spud, I believe, goes through. Chips out. Was it a chip over the top? Yep. You tell the story. Yeah, and from what the kickoff. Yeah, we're from leading. the kickoff, yep. We're leading a game. We're in Japan over there. I don't know what we went there for, but it was a, it was a great drink. And uh, we're, we're leading the game, and the, took the kick off, ran the ball, and I, and I used to do it when I was a kid. Yeah, oh, chip and chase. I've done the old chip and chase, but 
didn't come back. It went straight to the fullback. <laughs> and then Bose gave me the big hook off. Big and I'm sitting on the yeah. solo. And then, then uh, Cement, he was one of the funniest men. So he goes, oh, one of your best. And then Bose goes, mate, you're gone like that. <laughs> Bose would have loved Cement, wouldn't he? Oh, Cement was the best. He was just yeah. the one-liners. Yeah. Um, it was... Uh, you could hit. Yeah. I oh, couldn't he hit. 96 well, against the Roosters, it was, in Japan. Mm. 1996. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we... um. We had a couple of guys who gave him nicknames. He gave a nickname to a guy. His name was Matt Astle, yeah. um, reserve grader. But he, um, he went over all, to New York. And has, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come over there. Yeah. Yeah. But, he's got, but he always gave 110%. Yeah. Not 100, 110%. So his nickname's 110. Was that right? Yeah. And then we had this other guy. And his brother actually played so, sorry, for the All Blacks. Sorry, did Bo- Bozo or Cement no, give a Cement, nickname? Cement, Cement name. He was good at making names up. Yeah. Anyway, there was another guy. And this guy, a big Kiwi bloke. Billy Weepoo, his name was. Oh, yeah. Mate, he could kick goals from halfway. He can kick him from the sideline. He was an amazing player. He was yeah. a massive human. And he had a brother who played for the All Blacks. He was a halfback. Anyway, Billy Weepoo, but Cement used to call him the opposite name, and his name was uh, oh. Billy Shitpiss. <laughs> it's the opposite. <laughs> he, the bloke, players are going to try to get him to lose some weight, so they, they got him Weight Watchers. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so they order the Weight Watchers, and it comes, you know, and he goes, the next day, he's, thanks very much, he yeah. comes, and the next day he goes, hey, What's, what are we going to eat tonight? He'd eaten the whole week. <laughs> he eat the whole week in one day. He had the whole week. It's crazy. He said, uh, I need some more food. So, mate, that's for the week. So I've eaten it. I said, oh. <laughs> Billy Weepoo. Billy Weepoo. Uh, uh, yeah, he played there from 95 to 1997. Oh, mate, he could play this. One time he did a cover tackle. He nearly took the whole bench out. Like back then, was a, that was when you could bench on the sideline there with the, on the picket fence and boom, he took someone out. Uh, around the grounds, uh, Brooksy's telling us Billy Weepoo's in media now in New Zealand. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's a camera operator. There you go. Oh, there you go. Uh, that's what Billy Weeper's doing. Where are they now? Mm. Uh, right here on Crunch Time. You can have your say. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the way to do that. Uh, plenty more still to come up. We'll catch up with an interview thanks to Fox with Nathan Cleary very shortly as well. We're getting close, boys. The official team's going to be announced in 21 minutes. Tell you what I'm pumped about. A gay... Uh, a, 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 <laughs> uh, a what? A, a, a day game. game. A day game? A day game. Oh, what sort of day? A day yeah, game. Yes. I'm pretty sure you said yeah. day. A day game. It'll come later. Come yeah, later. yeah, it'll come later. There you oh. go. That, that, that's what you get. That's what you get, by the way, for playing, um, what do they call it when you, uh, oh, faux, mate, faux pas, is it? Mate, faux pas. Mate, who knows who you is today, mate. We're playing Seriously, that during the week and, 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 and it's finally caught up with me. But anyway, yeah. um, uh, Freudian slips. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Freudian. Freudian slips one of those. Yeah. Day games coming up later on, which is the <laughs> Melbourne Storm taking the Penrith Panthers. Looking forward to that. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the way to have your say. You can also text 0457-736-736. Uh, yes, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the way to have your say. I'll tell you whose birthday it would have been today. He passed away in 2004, boys. Superman, Christopher Reeve. Mm. It would have been his birthday today. Um, uh, of course, yes. many people don't know that. He, he was really good mates with... Robin Williams, Robin. Right. Williams. They used to study together, coming through the ranks, school, and those sorts of things. So I, I think, in fact, Christopher Reeve or Robin Williams, one of the two, is the godfather of one of the kids. I think it might be Robin Williams' son. The godfather is Christopher Reeve. So they had a, a, yeah. a very, very yeah, tight. Was, he was that was brilliant. The first movie come out. I used to love the uh, Six Million Dollar Man. Remember? <laughs> yeah. Look at his eye. Six Million Dollar Man. Bonnick Woman was much better. Anyway. How did he get? Did we know he got injured, boys? He ended up in a wheelchair. Christopher, was it an accident or uh, was it a horse riding? horse riding thing? Was it? Uh, let us know. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. But mm. it would be Superman's birthday today well, if he was still, still around. Uh, 
of course. Yeah, very, very different, but they were, they were, they were very close mates, Superman, uh, Christopher Reeve and Robin Williams. Uh, big day coming up tomorrow too, by the way, 3 p.m. tomorrow on SEN. NRL Countdown, Jason Woogie Matthews and Jared Wallace with Ben Tia. That's tomorrow from 3 p.m., so you can download the SEN app uh, and never miss a moment across the SEN network. Uh, also today from 3pm, of course, we've got the build-up to the big game, which starts in an hour 15, mm. the Melbourne Storm and the Penrith Panthers. Regards having tubes here, Joel, like, this, he's got a saying, you know, we need an investigation, yes. right? Oh, here we go. Have you had this painted? Mate, the thing is, is that the word painted? Yeah, painted. painted because yeah, seriously, painted. the amount of people that use it, mate, you should be getting rawlies. Does it drive you mad, tubes? Only when... People go past and they go, oh, they out the window, which is quite often. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here we go again. What, what are you doing? It's better than it's better than me remembering for nothing. Yes, yeah. no, that's what I say. Unless Some... they remember me. Yeah, okay. No, Not for football, are... just for saying that. Yes, yeah, fair enough. Not yeah. sure if you did, you, did you catch the uh, the pregame from Fatty Vorton? It was on Channel 9 last night. He was talking about the fact everyone hates Manly, mm. he yeah. said, but you can't, you must respect us, though. They've been such a famous club. Eight, eight grand finals, eight premierships, is that right? Manly? Yes. Now, how, many, how many for you, Tubes? I, I, only, I played in three. One, one. Got the 1996. I've I, I played, I co- head coach, won and lost. Yeah. I'm not having a good run here, am I? <laughs> no. um, and then I've assisted in four and we've won two. In okay. four and two. And, mm. and, and so, the one for you there as well, Spuddy, 1996. Yeah, 96. Um, but as a, as a kid, you know, can I go back to under fours and under no, fives? Yes, or something? Bud. No, Jersey okay. Flag Grand Final. That's probably then, even to this day, the Jersey Flag Grand Final was um, probably the best game I've ever played in rugby league. And I got graded from there. Chip were you, the top were you playing 5'8? Playing 5'8 no, I was locked one? forward back then, but I was Ooh. doing everything. And uh, <laughs> and I found as a player, when you have a, you know, you're in a bit of a trot, I always go back to that game and just say to yourself, mate, you can do this. <laughs> uh, this one come, oh, you can do this Dean Hawkins here this is Sal from Bella Vista mm. Dean Hawkins kicked a 20-40 for South Jersey flag at Dubbo this year there you go we've had 1-20-40 in Jersey flag what thank you for that Sal Bella Vista it's got to go it's just got to go yeah. um, it's a ridiculous mm. stupid rule uh, I don't know why they persevere with that one three hundred oh one eleven seventy to have your say and you can text uh, okay I'm just coming here for um Hospitalisation. Uh, I think it might be horse related. Yeah, Reeve began his involvement in horse riding in 1985. I think. Yeah, I'll get back to this, but I've got a feeling he, you're right. It might have been. It might have been. Uh, yeah, we'll go to Nathan Cleary first, and then we'll mop up what happened with Christopher Reeve, who celebrates a birthday today. Here's Nathan Cleary. Thanks to Fox Sports. Oh, not so much redemption. Um, you know, any game you go out there, you want to win, and you know, it's uh, it's not a personal thing for me it's you know more about the team and playing well and um you know we're just all got faith in ourselves to put our best foot forward and um yeah try getting that grand final how important is a fast start against the storm they can strangle teams out of it very early yeah it's very important um you know melbourne are the fastest starters out of any team in the comp i think and um you know they blow a lot of teams of the park in the first 20 minutes so can't give them easy layups uh, up the field and yeah gonna have to start well senior grabbing the shoulder a little bit last week how is it this week yeah, it's fine. Um, you know, just still trying to manage it, but uh, it feels really good and, yeah, it's ready to go. Expecting plenty of traffic coming your way, Melbourne. Target players so well. Yeah, probably, but, um, again, that's a challenge that uh, I look forward to and, yeah, we'll see. Good luck today, Nathan. Thank you. Yeah, there he is, uh, Jake Duke with Nathan Cleary. Yeah, yeah, they talk about the fast start. Yeah, both these teams very, very hard to catch down. We appreciate that audio thanks to Fox Sports. Here it is here, and, and, and two's got a text from a mate as well. Mm. Uh, 1995, Reeves' horse made a refusal. Witnesses said that the horse began 
the third fence jump and suddenly stopped. Oh. Reeve oh. fell forward off the horse, holding onto the reins. His hands became tangled in the reins and the bridle and bit were pulled off the horse. He landed headfirst on the far side of the fence, shattering his first and second vertebrae. Yeah, wow, that wow. paralysed him from the neck down. Gee wow. whiz. Uh, 1995, uh, how unfortunate was that? They, t they talk about dangerous sports, and they, you know, it's rock fishing, which I do a fair bit oh, of, which yeah. is not, horse riding kills more people no, than rock get fishing. About, don't get me going about fishing. I went out fishing <laughs> once with him, right, a couple of times, yeah. doing rock fishing. So I went and bought this bloody great rod, Avery, Avery, and I got, had all the gear, but didn't worry about the feet. Yeah. The shoes are very important. Mate, nearly got killed. He's, he's just gripping on like nothing else, but... I remember is, is there special rock fishing yeah, shoes? Yeah, of course there is, mate. And when the waves are coming in, you're, like, you're slipping and sliding. But the biggest thing I had with twos was um, you know, when I finished playing footy, I bought myself a boat. Uh, it was what they call a field, 28-foot. And twos loves his fishing. And I'm, I've got no idea. I've got no patience. I said, twos, I'm taking you out. And he took out his GPS so he knew all the little spots. We're having a great old day. We're going for an hour, two hours. And we're getting bags of fish. Bags of fish. And he kept measuring. I said, just put them in the bag. Just put them <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. in the bag. Anyway, I remember he kept putting them out in the back. <laughs> Dragging him behind the boat, and uh, he's on the phone to his girl back then. Yeah, we've had a great day. We've caught a, we've lost all the fish. All the fish went. We lost a whole yeah, bag we had of the fish. Keeper bag on the side. We'd taken off and forgot oh. the keeper bag. Uh, and anyway. I said, mate, I need to go and find get one fish because Monique thinks I can't fish, which I can't. You know, I took a big flatty home, but uh, oh, mate, the best thing about a boat, you know, things to all our listeners out there, the best boat's your mate's boat. Great. Yeah, I know. That's well, why I went out with you. Thanks, mate. I, I tell you a story, right? Um, Steve Price is a mate of mine, and he, he, they, had, they had a horrible loss this morning. So he's had his last game as a coach for Warrington. He's coming home to be assistant at the Cronulla Sharks. They were big, like dollar ten favourites at home against wow. uh, Hull KR. They got rolled 19-0. It was, it was like watching Manly last night, but I don't think they completed a set in the wow. second half. Anyway, he sends through this boat. He's, he's a mad – he loves his water, loves his boat. I don't like water. I don't like boats. And, and he says, mate, do you want to get halves in this? And I said, oh, no, nah, not really, because uh, I don't like boats. Anyway, so I've had a few beers about three days later, and I was telling the wife mm -hmm. and the kids about it. I said, oh, you should do it, Dad. And I've had a few beers. So I text him. I said, mate, don't like boats, don't like water, but I love you. I'll go your halves. Mm. Wake up the next day. I forgot all about it. And Miller, my second daughter, she goes, Oh, Dad, thanks for getting the boat. I went, what? She goes, oh, I remember you called Pricey and said, oh, the boat's on, and I'm getting this damn boat. I've got no interest. Well, at, uh, least, at least it wasn't a dog. You didn't pro promise her a puppy. Yeah. It's still day, sitting right? on the end of the bed, that dog. I, <laughs> that dog. <laughs> 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 I fell uh, into that trap So you're getting into a boat. What's, what size are you looking at? What are you oh, I don't even know what it is, but I'll show you a picture after. Yeah, go ahead, mate. But anyway, uh, but then, <laughs> then so that, that's not – I didn't know this part. So it was going to cost X amount for yeah. half of this stupid boat. And then he says, oh, the, the mooring's fairly expensive. Oh, mate. I went, what? And I've <laughs> asked him three times about the mooring. He hasn't replied. He hey, said, I'll, I'll chat to you later in the week. Can I also tell you, Joel, there's another thing that goes in. It's called petrol. Yeah. Every time you fill up, 300. Is that right? Yeah. And, and he's a day out on the boat, a full tank? Oh, easy. Oh, please. Unsubscribe. Then you've got to clean it and all the And then you, oh, mate, seriously. As I said, mate. No, it's no, you, get, you get, no, serious. I want you to get a boat because you're. Boats. I you want love you your boats. No, but I'm I'm smart enough. I've only got tinnies. I've got a couple. Of them. I'm fortunate enough to live on the yeah. water. So I've got a tinny in the back. It, I've got a tinny get the in the garage, and I've got another tinny that I've stolen off Des Hasler. 
um, down at the long reef. Anyway, that's stuff. As I say, the best mates are mates. Both Sorek and Chicago buy one, mate. Hey, boys, the team's in for Penrith Panthers. This is getting a bit Ooh. exciting now. They wear their away jersey for 2021. Uh, here is the team news. And Panthers fans, put a smile on your dial because Brian Toto, he's back into the side. Here's the side for Penrith. Edwards is the fullback. Stephen Crichton is on the wing. So it's Naden who makes way uh, out of the starting side. Momorovsky, Burton, Toto, Luai, Cleary. Tavita Pangai Jr. starting the match. He's going to start. Coruscant, Fisher, Harris, Liam Martin, Capewell, Yo. Here's the bench. Kikau, Tyrone May. Scott Sorensen, Spencer Lanou, Brent mm. Naden is gone. Right. So there you go. I wonder whether that's got to do with it. You know, in the grand final, he let him down. Uh, is he going for those who he can trust? Mm. Uh, for me personally, I'd rather have Brent Naden on the bench in my side than Tyrone May. But uh, where's Pangai Junior? Is he starting? Starting, starting position? front row. Oh, good. Kickouts on the bench. Yeah. So I think he's looking to combat maybe when um, Big Nelson comes on, or. Having a flat period, yeah. they'll have him come up and they'll keep the standard. They've got to match oh, the bench. They yeah, have to yeah. match. So Tavita Pengai Jr., he comes, starts the game. Liam Martin also to take the shine off the ball, so to speak. Yeah, and then, yeah just do the work. And yeah. uh, just do the work, get through their sets. And, and obviously this start is most important. But the big news out of all of that, and we appreciate Brooksy sending that through, Brian Toto, jersey number 21. That is a key, key mm. in for the Penrith Panthers, a key, key in. Uh, and he is stuck with Momorovsky. Uh, there you go. So we're looking forward Brian to that Tuttle. match. Uh, we're just about done, boys. He's got, uh, he's got the best hair in the game. Yeah. Brian Tuttle. I reckon he puts some sort of stuff that keeps it moist. You reckon? Yeah, it looks I like I coached him when uh, he was in the Samoan side. I was helping out there as an assistant coach. Fantastic. Um, yeah, he's a, it's a great he's a great human as well. Mm. Uh, Jerome in that team as well? Lewis? Yes, he was. Yeah. Yeah, they tell you what, they're building in nicely too, aren't they, this moment? Well, would, you, would you get involved in that again, too? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah I'd love to. They're Mate. a great bunch of people. But seriously, well, today's been unbelievable to do it with my, my old oh, captain. But as we spoke oh. about, we need to get this guy a job, Joel. So yep. I'm going to put it in your hands. Yep. You're the talker. Okay, banging You're away, the walker. Mate. You're the worker. Get him a job. Well, mate, it's his stats that do the talking. Uh, crunch time, thanks to Red Rooster's new crunchy fried chicken, available at selected restaurants and the all-new seven-seat Isuzu MUX. Exhilarating, exceptional, extraordinary. Search all new MUX. Coming up next, NRL Nation, the pregame. Then onto the call, Mark Braybrook, Scotty Sattler and Gary Belcher. In a word, boys, who wins tonight? Melbourne. Melbourne. Go the Mighty Panthers. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Brooksy. Thank you to our listeners. But stay right here. The call of the game coming up right up the Panthers and the Melbourne Storm. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.